in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Yeah, I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your Huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. Welcome to everybody. It is Thursday, August 17th. This is the show. We're coming to you live from the Kentucky State Fair. It's a very remote University of Louisville College of Business studio today from the Kentucky State Fair. Uh, reminder, UVL's nationally ranked and globally recognized 20-month professional MBA program combines the experience of a top-rated program with the convenience of evening classes. Learn from world-class faculty as well as regional and national business leaders. Connect with industry experts. Expand your professional network. Hone your skills and advance your career without interrupting it. Get started today. Earn your MBA. The first step is visiting business.louisville.edu slash MBA. We're on the air today from 3.02 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. Streaming all over the land. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here, Patrick Ryan, young Patrick Ryan, with me at the State Fair. Uh, we are over near, if you're in the South Wing, stop by Pillar C15. Look up at the, the, the big cement pillars. I don't know how to describe it. When it says C15, we're right there. Uh, Trevor Kelsey back in Jeffersonville, manning the show that we hope is going to go well. I hope we're sounding okay now. Patrick, talking to the mic, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. You sound great, at least in my ears. There's a delay in my ears. Yeah, it's it's a little disorienting. Trevor, how are you? Is everything sounding okay so far? Are we good? Actually, you guys sound about as good as we have during the test. There we go. And you sound fantastic in my ears, actually. This is the first time. So, yeah, well done. Yeah, I don't hear any. I don't know what it is. Right at 3 o'clock, everything decided, like, hey, let's work. This is what the Big X does. When it's showtime, we deliver. Now, we also... We've made jokes for a long time about the YouTube cameras. They're coming next week, all this stuff. We are streaming on the, uh, the, the the Big X Facebook page now, correct? Is that happening? Nobody told me that. We're streaming somewhere. I know that. So we've got uh, YouTube cam. We have cameras for the first time since we've done the show. It feels good. But we are live out here at the Kentucky State Fair. Stop by and see us if you're around. Uh, they've got all sorts of goodies around here. We've got Plinko to come play. Who doesn't love Plinko? Uh, stop by, play Plinko, win something, shake Patrick's hand, and then uh, talk to sports with us here until 6 o'clock. We've got a, a guest. Of, I mentioned this yesterday. The one time we've booked a guest in the last month, it happens to be when we're on a remote. So we hope that this is going to be okay. But Gary Stoken, who's the CEO and the president of Peach Bowl, Inc., is going to join us at 3.30. 
to talk about the upcoming, you know, formerly known as the Chick-fil-A Kickoff Classic. It's now the Aflac Kickoff Classic. They just had the change in sponsorship, uh, I think a few weeks ago. He'll talk about the story of how that came about, how Georgia Tech and Louisville, a conference game, got selected to be a part of this year's event, and, and just some general college football news. We'll pick his brain about realignment, all sorts of stuff. So that's going to happen at 3.30, God willing. Uh, and then we want to hear from you in between now and then on the Thornton's text line. Text us at 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. And a reminder, Thornton's hooking up with the best deals all summer long. Download the Refreshing Rewards app to take full advantage. Stop in at any one of the 65,712 area Thornton's locations. Use the Refreshing Rewards app to save yourself some money at the pump. And then save yourself some money inside. Do all that. And then text us at 502 414 1450. Uh, we are, text lines are saying we're alarmingly punctual. That's, look at this, when we're on remote, somehow we're, we're more on time. Uh, TK, how are we on this fine Thursday? It was AEW Wednesday. I know you were excited about that. Uh, did you sleep into 2.30 because you were so excited about that? How's your Thursday uh, been so far? The, the Wednesday was actually kind of disappointing, Mike. I'm, I'm sorry you asked. I had to give you this answer, but... I get home last night with about 20 minutes left in AW, and it turns out my cable box kind of gooped up and didn't my, my DVR didn't record. I only got the last 20 minutes, so oh, no. I have to wait till it to be on demand tomorrow sometime. So I'm AEW uh, in the dark. Uh, I only know who won the main event, so I, 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 I trust the sport. The, the no spoilers will be given to me on the text line, so I know they love to do that. Uh, instead, I end up um, just kind of hanging out. I watched uh, Kingpin last night. And, and then, uh, <laughs> I've been requested by TJ to rewatch European Vacation, but I have not done it yet. So you don't know what Gangrel did last night? You haven't heard? I have not heard about Gangrel's wow. uh, yeah, and, and stunning reappearance in AEW last night. I'll, I'll keep my lips closed. I already came back closed. and beat Orange Cassidy and ended his 29-win streak. That didn't happen, no, right? No, 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 that did that not didn't happen. happen. Uh, Kingpin sounds like a... <coughs> oh, God. <coughs> Sorry. Maybe okay. Oh, yes, we're going to need the cough button. Once again, Jeffersonville. It's making me miss it a little bit today. Uh, Kingpin sounds like a fantastic Wednesday night substitute, though. Uh, Tr- Patrick Ryan out here. Once again, getting ready for college next week. When's the first day of classes? Monday? Monday. Good Lord. It's hey, all I'm happening. on Monday. Your life's about to change in, like, 72 hours. It's incredible. Uh, how are you on this Thursday afternoon ready to talk some sports until 6 o'clock? Doing pretty good. First time I've been at a fair, probably five years. Were you a fair kid growing up? My grandma loved the fair, so we always had to go. Because I know, Trevor, you've talked about you You were a big fair kid. You, you always saw, sort of saw it as the last pillar of summer. And uh, I think you said you were you frequented the fair back in the day. Well, I, I always looked at it as like the Mardi Gras before school started. But I was a fair kid because my family owned the uh, Pineapple Whip ice cream stand across from the Bud Tent, oh. which was voted, by the way, second best food in fair in state fair uh, history. I like to add right behind funnel cake. Damn funnel cakes! I swear, one day we're gonna take those, those bees down. I'm, I'm telling you. It's uh, the universal appeal. Nobody doesn't like funnel cake. You, we, may not, you, may, you may just kind of like it, but everybody so at least sort of likes funnel cake. Now, we, we have sold the business, unfortunately, but if you if you are around maybe the uh, Budweiser tent over there at uh, right prime location, uh, you right across is the 
great pineapple whip Doyle pineapple whip ice cream stand. You can uh, check that out. But I, I think the last time I was at the fair, I don't think Patrick, let alone was born, was even conceived, was even thought about. Like I, I want to say the last time I was at the fair, I wanted, I was maybe 19, 18 or 19. So 88, 98, 99. Jeez, it's been a long time. I used to work there. I, he, that was on the list. And if you ever get a chance to go see it, look how small that, that uh, pop up ice cream stand is. And remember, Trevor once shared that booth with two other people. Now, did the Kelsey family always say there's always money in the pineapple whip stand? Yes. And it was a family business. My aunt worked there. My mom worked there for years. I worked three summers there. My uncle would not only work there, John, before he became the, the greatest AD in 7th uh, District history, uh, would work there as a teenager growing up. It was it was a family thing. You do sound a lot like the Blues. The more that you talk, I'm, I'm becoming more and more convinced that that was your family upbringing, which is the fine. Blues. Yeah. Which yeah. blue am I then? Am I, I'm, I'm at least I'm at least the uh, the main guy, George Michael's dad, right? No, you're Joe. Illusions, Trevor. <laughs> Except you don't have enough suits. That's fine. Uh, we I, I did know, like when I was walking in after finally figuring out where to park. I, I, I just I went to like the the main South Wing entrance, like where you can see Freedom Hall, and there were two guys sitting there. And I finally I had the the press pass. I was like. Can, can I park here? Like, just media. And they did the whole thing where it's like, fine. There's 10 bucks on the way out. I'm like, whatever. Let's let's just make this happen. As I'm walking in, I did notice there was like a, a a live show happening at the little tent at the main place, like outside of the old Freedom Hall. And it was Casey and JoJo All My Life was being sung. And for a split second, I was like, is that Casey and JoJo? Are they here right now? Am I going to miss the radio show because I can't miss a, a free Casey and JoJo concert? But I think it was just a... Like two dudes just singing Casey and JoJo, which was fine. I still kind of wanted to say Casey and JoJo, actually. <laughs> it may have been. The, rest, the, rest of the, 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 the money from uh, All My Life just isn't coming in like it used to. They, they got to do what they got to do. I'm literally going to Google right now Casey and JoJo, Kentucky State Fair, to make sure that they're not like here playing the afternoon show on the first day of the State Fair, which would be a tough assignment. Yeah, they should at least headline if they're going to come to the State Fair. But, you would think. Um, I don't know if I know Casey and JoJo. Good God, Patrick. I mean, you already make us feel old. The fact that you don't—you're not even aware of Casey and JoJo's existence. Although, to be fair, their heyday ended before you were born, for sure. So, you should still know Casey and JoJo. Know the greats. You know enough about music history to be familiar with Casey and JoJo. Uh, we got stuff to get to today. We're going to. Can we make this? Let's agree at the top here. It's three eleven. This should be a Trenton Flowers free zone today. Are we all on the same page with this? I have no problem not talking about the, uh, the Flowers family. I mean, nothing new has happened in the last 24 hours to my knowledge. I don't think we, we need to rehash the Papa Flowers interview. I don't think anybody else has taken any shots. We haven't gotten any more reaction from the UofL side. There's nothing new there. The only thing I, don't I think that I've discovered since yesterday's show is that pretty much the national media is every, all on our side against the Flower family. They are, for sure. They, like, we, I think we've talked about several times now over the last year and a half about how the national media seems to be almost a harsher critic of Kenny Payne than a lot of the people locally. But with this specific story, I think you've had pretty much everybody be like, the, it seems like the kid and the dad are kind of, this is helicopter dad basketball. He, he's a classic basketball dad. Yeah, the dad The dad is, I, I assume he doesn't care what people think. And if he does, he might not want to get on social media for the next few days. 
I didn't realize it either. I'm seeing more and more. Like I, I don't. National riders always wait until something like this happens to kind of spill the beans. But these, I mean, because nobody really follows recruiting that heavily outside of like nine or ten major riders that are on the trail that are going to the Nike events, going to the Adidas events, and I've seen a couple of them put out these like very sly references to "Ooh, Louisville got the Flowers family the the experience," which. If this was a known thing on AAU circles, we should have known about this ahead of time if we'd known that this was going to be an issue. But anyway, no treading flowers today. We're, we're done. That's it. That's all you're going to get. I want to talk football today. We are, I mean, two weeks from tomorrow is the day. We've got Big X Golf Scramble. We've got Louisville, Georgia Tech. It's the start of a new era, the dawning of the Jeff Brom era. We're going to get heavy into season predictions next week. And then the week after that, it's, it's game week. We're all focused on Georgia Tech all the time. We're going to talk to Georgia Tech people. So it is a, a good time to talk f- football. I want to talk about the quarterbacks today. There was some interesting news coming out of uh, the enemy of this show, Brian Brom's session with the media yesterday. One name in particular that he highlighted, I think, uh, has drawn some attention today. I want to talk about that. Um, I, I've got a couple. I, I want to play the, and hopefully Trevor can do a better job this year. Even though I'm, I'm giving him no warning time. I want to play bold prediction game for this upcoming season. I want to get both of you guys to make some bold predictions, again, that you actually think are going to happen. Because last year, Trevor's like, okay, bold prediction. We're going to start the season 10-0. and 0. And, I, and then, like, we did our game-by-game game predictions, and he had us starting, like, 2-4. and four. So hey, We never, what you we never a- established <laughs> Mac was going to be my best subject. <laughs> what you actually think is going to happen have to be in these bold predictions, and we'll take some of those from the text line as well. We've got some national stories that I want to get to. Uh, all these lists are coming out. It's going to be a fantastic day, and again, we are here at the Kentucky State Fair. So, Patrick, when you say you go to the State Fair, what, what are your memories from going to the State Fair back in the day? What do you remember the most? Somewhere there's a Kentucky State Police, like, tricycle track. Okay. And then the, the chicks that go down the slide, like the baby chickens yeah. that go down the slide. Being I did for a second too. I was like, "Oh, this is very unpatrick." That's why I specified. And then the the dogs that catch the frisbees jumping into the pool. Okay. Your fair, my fair. And that's about it. <laughs> and Scott Reynolds yelling at teenagers. That was a good one. That was a classic fair moment that lives in infamy. I haven't. We took. I made the mistake. Classic dad mistake as I'm walking out today because we are kids. They thrive on routine. If you do anything different, it just throws them for a loop. And especially my daughter, who's in the the, the why stage where she asks a million questions a day. So I'm getting ready to leave. First of all, I'm leaving a little bit earlier today because we were getting here. We're trying to make sure that everything was gonna was gonna work. So I've got to leave a little bit earlier, and I've got the the media pass that they they gave me to get in here around my neck. And so Virginia, I'm like, I'm like, say goodbye to daddy. Like, I'll, I'll be home at, you know, after radio. Give me a hug. And she's like, why are you wearing that? I'm like, well, we're doing the show at a different place. Daddy's doing radio somewhere different than usual. Well, where are you doing it? We're doing it at the state fair. Well, I want to come. She's, we took them to the state fair like two years ago when she was one years old. There's no way she remembers it, but she knows like what a fair is from fairy tales and shows and all this stuff so she was very much so i left her in the pool of tears just being like why can't i go to the state fair i want to go so i'm gonna have to find one of these like tiny 
Cinderella keychains or something that I'm sure are $75 when I leave here to bring back for her. But this is the the last time I went to the State Fair in a non-working capacity, because we used to do shows back here when I was at, at 790 and, and 93.9. I think we came when Mary and I had only been married for a couple of years, and it was the first time that I'd been to the fair as like an adult. It's a different experience as an adult. When you come as a kid, it's all about the... You know, the gigantic guy at the front, seeing the weird stuff, seeing the animals, playing some games, uh, maybe going on rides, seeing Casey and JoJo. When you come here as an old, adult, it's you know booze and fried food and dudes wearing hilarious shirts and posing with pictures uh, with dudes wearing hilarious shirts. It, it's, it's, uh, it's a different animal. It's got, they have something for people of all ages here is my point. It's the State Fair. It's fantastic. It's a eclectic mix of people out here. We've not gotten anyone to throw an L's down at us today yet. I think that might happen. Uh, the last time I was here, we played how many UK fans come up to us and call John Captain Suntan. I think we got to like six, which was wonderful. But if we can get an L's down today, I think that that counts as a successful day. Um, but TK, when you were a kid, what stood out to you about the fair? Because we, we know about your... I don't want to say it. You, you, well, my teenage ha- antics. <laughs> Your teenage antics at the yeah. fair from back in the day. Which would have been like 16 to 19, which is like, like three years I was there. Um, my, my, my memory of the fair is primarily the the, uh, the games you walk through. Uh, shooting the basketballs, trying to get the little mirror, uh, the really cheap-looking uh, team logo on a mirror with the white uh, paper frame around it. Got dozens of those in my storage unit. Uh, trying to win like the stuffed animals, uh, the cheap jewelry stands in the middle that I got uh, as a uh, as a nine year old a, a Playboy necklace with my name written on the back says Trevor 1989. <laughs> uh, I still have that necklace by the way. It has the Playboy logo on the front of it. Loved it. Wore that thing all the time. Uh, I think eight nine. You were like ten years old. I was nine actually. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, it was, he was he worked at the jewelry stands a friend of my mom's. In hindsight, oh. looking back, I Still. think I know why he was a friend, but uh, <laughs> nine-year-old nine Trevor did not did not put those two together. Uh, so that's what I kind of remember is walking through the, I don't, I don't know what you call it, where all the, uh, the, the primary carnies are, I guess. I don't think I should say that word too loud in that area, but, um, you know, the, the, the games, that, not, not necessarily the rides, but just the, the games and the, uh, the, the shows around it. That's what I think of. There's a whole lot of candy here. The food, I think, definitely stands out. There's, there's, there's lots to do. I once uh, had a turkey burger there. I, I don't know if it was real turkey, but they told me it was. Turkey's healthy meat. Yeah. I'm sure you hated it. No, ostrich burger. I'm sorry, ostrich burger. Oh. There's an ostrich I've never had ostrich meat. They, they told me it was ostrich burger. Um, I believed them. I mean, then again, I also believed that chi- the, the, the McDonald's is chicken nuggets are made of chicken, so what do I know? Does... Does, does Patrick sound okay? The text line is making lots of implications that Patrick sounds like he's on some sort of drug. It's the delay. It's the, oh, it's the delay? You're used to the delay. I'm not. I, yeah, I guess that's what it is. Is Patrick? Okay. Yeah, the text line, is Patrick zooted? Did the young intern hit up the weed booth at the fair before the show? He sounds more baked than Trevor. Uh, that's it's a sampling. It's probably just a stream, but Patrick sounds a little drunk. I, th- I think it's the double whatever. But now I want Patrick to talk even more. It's the headset. My voice comes like a half second later, so it, I, it's, it's I'm talking funny. It's messing with you. Uh, <laughs> now I'm excited for this. Texter says, 502 414 TK, this isn't your first radio. A lot of background noise. 
get up on that mic. Uh, that's t- Trevor's in Jeffersonville. Yeah, that's not me. I appreciate the uh, the uh, uh, criticism there, Texter, and, and usually rightfully deserved. But uh, no, this this one's not on me. This kid with Sonic shirt that just has his hand down his pants. I can't. He's got a Sonic shirt, like Sonic the Hedgehog, or Sonic the, the Hedgehog. Sonic? Okay. The, the, the Hedgehog. There is like one of those booths that you were mentioning. At the very front here of the row that we're down that has, like, those gigantic team blankets. And I think one of the ones hanging up is an Eagles blanket. I think it's, like, the primary one that you see. I don't know if there's a game that we can play or if they're just for purchase, but that would be a nice little addition to the uh, the Jeffersonville studio or for Kelsey Manor, maybe. Oh, either or would be great. I, one of my other favorite stands, and this one was actually uh, near where our Pine Whip was, was the one that sold all the inflatable instruments. and all, Everything inflatable, like the... Uh, the, the pink inflatable uh, saxophone and guitar and and things like that. The, the palm tree, those were always a favorite of mine. Uh, in fact, one of the uh, blow-up guitars is what I used when we came in second place in the fourth grade air, uh, a lip sync contest in Zachary Taylor. Who'd you lose to again? Those damn... So Whitney Houston? Snot-nosed little girls that did Whitney Houston. It was all politics, I tell you. I mean, it was all about the politics that won that one. You're still very upset about I'm that. Very, I'm very mad, yeah. There was three of them. There's only one with you. How can you have a trio? At least be like the Supremes or something. Texas says, is that cotton-eyed Joe in the background? And did you all see the tennis match where that started playing in the middle of a point? I did, and it made me think that they should just do that in every sport. It, randomly in the middle of every single sport, you know, you're just walking the ball up the court, little dose of cotton-eyed Joe. You're kicking a field goal. Cotton-Eyed Joe just starts playing right when the snap happens. But they, like the tennis players just couldn't handle it. They stopped the point. They were like, what's going on? I would have just kept playing. That's happened, like, I remember this season, that happening, like, twice during baseball games. And both times, our head coach just goes, they see it in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is wild to me that the NBA still has the thing where they just play music in the middle of the game. No other sport does that. Texas, Trevor, are you going to watch Edge's potential last match Friday on SmackDown? Uh, it's in Toronto. It's not his last match. Don't let them fool you on that crap. Uh, Does anybody ever have an actual last match? No. I mean, it, it, what sucks is Ric Flair had maybe the, what would be considered the best like retirement match. And, then, and now he's had like five of them. And then he had the retirement ceremony. And, yeah, that was like eight years ago and like 800 matches ago. Uh, so I, yeah, it's, I, I will maybe try to keep an eye on it though. He's, I think he's wrestling Shameless or Sheamus, so it should be a decent match. Uh, Texas says, uh, spoiler: Goldberg gets tased by NWO Wolfpack <laughs> to end his undefeated streak. <laughs> it's a good text. Followed by the finger, uh, fingered poke of death. Texas least cool person of the year early uh, award for the upcoming season. Definitely Daddy Flowers. Also, you guys sound like Beep, especially TK. Well, that's not nice. Well, that's normal, though. Um, yeah, I, I think Daddy Flowers. What is it, Trent? What, what is Daddy Flowers? Travis. 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 Oh, that, who, I should have guessed that. I've told you many times I hate the name Travis. Um, so it's Ford? Big. Why do I hate it? Because people him. call him Travis Kelsey. When I was oh, kid. that's right. No, when I was young, people would call me Travis. No one could grasp my name was Trevor. I guess, again, growing up, Trevor wasn't as common as it is now. So people would be like, oh, like Travis. I'm like, no, Travis is the redneck version. I'm Trevor. And Sean Moth did the same mix-up. <laughs> so they would call me Travis, and it would always annoy me. Plus, there was a kid that went to school named Travis that just got on my nerves. Is there a Travis that you like? Travis Ford? <laughs> um, 
I don't I don't know if there is. Not that I maybe met. I don't dislike the name as much as I used to. If that's hell. Kelsey, Barker, the drummer. No, Travis Kelsey's the no. That's the that's the uh, that's the, the the brother we don't talk about. Jason's the real one. Travis Tritt. <laughs> Speaking of the State Fair, always plays here. I feel like. Is there a famous Travis I like? I, I don't know. Um, man, I'm struggling for any more. Uh, I just did a Google search and I don't even know what six of these eight names are. I'm not shocked by that. He doesn't know <laughs> Travis Barker. You don't know no, Travis Barker? No, I, yeah, I don't know Travis Barker. I don't know Travis Pastrana. I don't know Travis McCoy. Travis Barker was Blink-182, and now he's married to a Kardashian. Oh, Come okay. On, I don't Blink. I just didn't know Kylie? the members. Kylie, I think. Kylie Jenner, I think. Is that? Right? No, I think it's. No, Kendall, it's Kendall, right? No, it's, yeah, it's one of the older ones. Kylie Sh- Travis Scott, maybe. She was Travis Scott. Yeah, there's one. There's another one. Yeah, no, his name's no not Scott. actually Travis. That's fine. His name is Jacques. <laughs> anyway, um. <laughs> his name's Jacques. I'm telling you. Texas, what's the best shirt that you all have seen yet? There are a number of shirt uh, booths around here. A lot of them very political. Uh, a lot of them very funny. And I don't think I can. I think I do the anniversary shopping for my wife here. We got one that's a cartoon ghost with Post Malone's tattoos. This that's is ghost, a Malone. ghost Malone. <laughs> that's a good one. There are some good shirts here. I'm gonna need to. I did a little bit of wandering when I got here initially because we had plenty of time. There's only so much I can do for the you know, the setup, which means nothing. So I, I just kind of wandered around looking for something that I could get for the kids, and saw a number of good shirts. I may have to buy something here. Uh, Texas says, did you all see the story about the Kentucky fan who left her husband because she thought she was talking to one of the actors from Stranger Things, but it was just a scammer? No. Which actor? Don't you know those are kids? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, that kind of worries me. Unless she's hoping it's Billy, I think there there might be some more uh, criminal issues that we looked into on this. A woman sensed... it, It is Billy. Okay. I mean that's the only exception, right? I mean, and I mean I guess that's understandable. Oh, this is this is bad. Uh, a Stranger Things obsessed woman fell victim to a ruthless catfishing scam where she began an online relationship, divorced her husband, and sent ten thousand dollars worth of gift cards to someone portraying an actor from the hit show. She is a, a single mother from Kentucky. Claims she was in a very toxic relationship with her husband and joined an online artist forum to make connections. That's that's she, sad. Wait a minute. She left him, took his money, and sent it to a random person on the internet. I think he might have been more toxic than he she was. Well, I don't think she took his money. She took money. Did she? She sent ten thousand dollars. Could be her own money, but yeah, it's the, she thought it was. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's first name. Dacker Montgomery, who played Billy I think Harper. Dacker. Dacker. D a c r e, which is a strange name. He's Australian. Man, he looks Australian. Really? Uh, I know. Accent well in the show. He He's does. a big Adelaide 36ers fan. Uh, we'll get back to the text line a little bit later. we got to take a break. When we come back, Gary Stoken, the CEO and president of Peach Bowl Inc., is going to join us. He's going to talk a little Louisville, Georgia Tech, how this game came to be about, and a little bit about what we can expect to see down there in Atlanta in a couple of weeks. Keep it locked right here. More Mike Rutherford Show live from the Kentucky State Fair continues next here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X.
Hey, welcome back. Mike Rutherford Show, Thursday edition, live from the Kentucky State Fair. Uh, again, you can watch the stream somewhere. We're not sure exactly where it's going to be, but just go to Facebook, start clicking aimlessly, and you'll be able to see us in person. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Stats line. We're going to get back to you in just a second, but now... Happy to be joined on the phone line, we hope. We're not sure if this is going to work exactly. Hopefully you can hear as well. Gary Stoken, the CEO and president of Peach Bowl, Inc., the company that's in charge of uh, the game that we're all going to be talking about here for the next 15 days, Louisville, Georgia Tech, and the Aflac Kickoff Classic. Uh, Gary, can you hear me okay? How are you? Hey, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for joining us. We're, we're very excited to have you on here. We're very excited about this game coming up in 15 days. Uh, I, I did want to start off by changing. We were talking about how this you know, Louisville's played in this game as the Chick-fil-A kickoff classic. Now it's the Aflac kickoff classic. Uh, how did this change come about? And uh, we, does this change anything for us uh, as fans of the team partaking in the event? Well, last year, uh, Chick-fil-A, who's been growing so, so much, uh, they came to me and said that they want to continue with the bowl game. They're the longest title sponsor in the bowl in bowl history. We're going on 27 years. Um, but they mentioned that they had some other things they'd like to do. Could they step back from the kickoff game? And uh, they said, you know, if you can find somebody, great. If you don't find somebody, just come back to us and we'll help you out. So uh, we were in New York last year uh, ringing the New York Stock Exchange bell to officially open college football, um, and the CEO of AFLAC was there. Uh, the president, CEO of the United States, Virgil Miller, was up there, and um, he uh, he and I had a conversation, um, and I said, you know, you would be great for this game because you're a Georgia company. You're heavily invested in college football. Uh, September is Childhood Cancer Month. And we put $20 million into the AFLAC Cancer and Blood Disorder Center at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta back in 2019. And they put $168 million to start it. And so uh, we have a community of interest to try and find cures to eradicate childhood cancer. So uh, all that community of interest made sense. And within three weeks, after a couple phone calls, we had a new title partner with the uh, Aflac kickoff game. Now, this is the, <clears throat> going back to the Chick-fil-A era, Louisville has played in this game twice before. It's um, never happened in a, as a conference game. They played Auburn back in 2016. They played Ole Miss a couple of years ago. You've got the unique situation of Georgia Tech playing this game basically at home. They are in Atlanta school. How did it come about that we had a ACC conference game in this year's event on Friday night? Yeah, we, we annually talk to the ACC because they have the Monday night uh, unopposed TV slot in their contract with ESPN. And um, we typically say, hey, if there's a game we can help you with, um, you know, we'd like to be a good partner. Obviously, from our side, anytime we can help George and Georgia Tech makes sense. And so to have an ACC conference game begin the season, last year we started the season with Clemson, Georgia Tech. This year we're starting it with Louisville, Georgia Tech, although we're playing on Friday night, uh, unopposed TV slot, 7.30 prime time uh, to kick off the ACC and college football season. So we're really looking forward to it. It's going to be a great way to uh, – 
start the ACC and college football. Is there something about Louisville that you guys find appealing? Third time in the game, we love it. We love making the trip down to Atlanta. We have fond memories of, of winning the national title in basketball there back in 2013. And this will be the third time since 2016 that Louisville has been in one of these uh, Chick-fil-A, now AFLAC, kickoff games. What about the cars do you guys uh, find fun appealing? I'm sorry, Mike, I didn't get that. What about Louisville do you guys find so appealing, having this be the third time in yeah, six years? Well, Louisville, I mean, it's great to have Louisville come back to Atlanta. Their fans have always been great to us in Atlanta. They've got a huge contingent of alumni living in Metro Atlanta, and it's an easy trip for them. And then to have Jeff Brom's first game, which is also Brent Key of Georgia Tech's first game, uh, and as I said, an ACC conference game. This is a great way to, to start the season. So we're looking forward to a lot of Louisville fans coming down, primarily because on a Friday you can um, come to the game and Saturday um, spend some time in Atlanta, and you can be home Sunday and Monday to uh, enjoy the Labor Day weekend. The ACC is a conference where it always feels like there are a couple of teams that really surprise and overachieve based on preseason expectations. Do you think that Louisville and Georgia Tech could be two of those teams this year? Yeah, I really do. I think, first off, I'm really impressed in talking and reading about what Coach Brahms bringing to Louisville. I think they've been successful in the transfer portal. Um, and, uh, you know, same with Brent Key at Georgia Tech, impressed with how he's handling the program. I think this is going to be the start uh, for either one of these teams, whoever wins this. To, uh, to have a great season. And I think both, no matter what happens in this game, I think both Jeff Brom and Brent Key are going to be, you know, coaches at Georgia Tech and Louisville respectively for a long time and be very, very successful. So we hope to have them in our bowl game at some point, being a part of the, the New Year's Six uh, with hosting a quarterfinal in 24 and a semifinal in 2025. Yeah, I know the folks down there in Atlanta like to call themselves the, the, the capital of college football. Do you, do you prescribe to that? Well, you know, a lot of media, I guess, we had a strategy um, going back to 2007 and eight, I guess it was, where um, we made a bid for the BCS National Championship, and the BCS committee decided to let the Rose Sugar uh, Fiesta and Orange double hosts, which meant they would host their bowl game, and then two weeks later on a rotational basis, they would host the national championship. In the next year, the NCAA had legislated a 12th game to the college football schedule. And I went to my board and I said, well, if they're not going to let us in the BCS on the backside, we're going to start the BCS on the front side of the season. And so I went to Clemson and Alabama, and in 2008, we had Clemson, Alabama playing the first Chick-fil-A kickoff game. And I called it the Daytona 500 of college football. And uh, within a, a week, I got a cease and desist letter from the Daytona 500 people asking me not to call it that. But that's basically what we were doing. We were creating a big-time event, a BCS type of a championship game event on the front side of the season. And, you know, we've done that all the way since 2008, and these games have had in the past a huge impact on the CFP playoff, a uh, huge impact on conference championships, 
And uh, I think it's changed the face of college football on the front side of the season where you have Notre Dame and Ohio State last year played the first game of the year. You have Texas-Alabama playing the second game of the year this year. So it's changed the mentality, and it's really helped the TV networks because viewership is up. Um, Our two games last year, Georgia-Oregon and Georgia Tech-Clemson in the Chick-fil-A kickoff games, weren't very good games score-wise. Uh, it was like 49-3 to and 41-7. to But both those games through week 10 of college football were in the top 20 broadcasts because people were starving to watch or attend college football because they haven't seen it in nine months. So these games are really uh, meaningful for college football. Speaking of, of college football... Generally, with all this conference realignment stuff happening right now, with this taking over the the off-season narrative surrounding the sport, curious about your thoughts. Is it good for college football, and how does all this conference realignment uh, affect what you guys do? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, You know, I can debate both sides of it. Um, The one thing I will say is I think we in intercollegiate athletics need to get back to understanding what the main goal is. And the main goal of intercollegiate athletics should be to, number one, give people, kids, uh, I call them kids because I'm 68 years old, but men and women, give them the opportunity to get a scholarship, number one. Number two, get them an opportunity to get a degree and get them the degree. And number three, all these collectives and all this donor money that's going to kids to pay for play on the front side to get them to their school that should be used on the backside. that after the kid gets a degree, they give the kid a job uh, because 98% of these student-athletes are not going to play pro, and we keep pandering to the 2% that are going to play pro, which they're going to be just fine. And if, you, and if you're a pro athlete, God bless you, you know, you'll succeed in college and you'll go on to the pros. But all these kids that are coming through college, whether it's a volleyball player or a swimmer or a baseball player or football or basketball player that don't play pro, they need to pick up a lunch pail at some point in their life, and we need to get them jobs. So those are the three things that I think we're missing right now in all this dialogue, and and we need to get back to what the main goal is of intercollegiate athletics, and that's give a kid a scholarship, get them a degree, and then lastly, get them a job. Going back real quick to the, the, the AFLAC kickoff game, again, Week, two weeks from tomorrow, Louisville taking on Georgia Tech down there in Atlanta. Uh, for the Cardinal fans that are making the trip down there to watch UofL play Georgia Tech, a- any type of you know, fan events going on down there, what type of experience should they expect in Atlanta? Well, we're looking forward to a great sellout and a great celebration of college football. We'll have our tailgate down uh, before the game, um, which will have all kind of activities and games and and, um, you know, we'll have the, the TV on um, uh, if there's any other games on uh, to watch. But it'll be a celebration, and then people can go right in. We'll have the teams actually walk uh, into the stadium, uh, do the team walks into Mercedes-Benz Stadium so fans can get excited about that. And then we'll kick off at around 730 uh, in the first ACC game of the season. Gary Stoken, the CEO and president of Peach Bowl, Inc. Thanks so much for spending some time here with us. And we're looking forward to hopefully a, a fantastic game.
two weeks from tomorrow down there in Atlanta. Well, thanks so much for having us. We look forward to hosting when you make it down to Atlanta. There he is, Gary Stoken, CEO and President of Peach Bowl Inc., talking a little Louisville Georgia Tech as we get fired up for the start of football and the start of the Jeff Brom era here at UofL. Gary was good. I hope that sounded okay. I know he, he kind of struggled good. to hear us. Sounded good? Okay. Yeah, he sounded That's all good. The, sounding great. Uh, I mean, just, I, I know it's general talk here, but just getting ready to do some legitimate previewing of this game has me all excited. Just just hearing him talk about the events going on down there, hearing him talk about Brent Key, Jeff Brom, 7.30 kickoff, national window, no competition, people starved for football. And I, I thought it was interesting what he said. You know, last year's Chick-fil-A kickoff games, and again, now it's the, the Aflac kickoff. You had Friday night, you had Georgia-Oregon was the big one. You had Georgia Tech-Clemson, which was the kind of the other one. People wanted to watch Clemson. They didn't care about Georgia Tech. Both games sucked. Like, Georgia kicked the crap out of Oregon. Clemson had no problem with Georgia Tech. And yet they were two of the top ten most watched regular season games in the entire sport because that first week, people are – it's been so long since they've had any sort of football. You know, it's been seven months, eight months since the Super Bowl. It's been about ten months since probably their favorite college football team played a meaningful game people want to watch anything and when you have those windows especially where there's no other games competing you're going to draw big numbers and i think louisville georgia tech even though you don't have a little number next to the names of either one of those teams they're not preseason top 25 they're not picked to be by a lot of people like legitimate threats to win the acc i still think you're going to have a very large number of people tuning in to watch this game on that friday night i mean this could be like the second or third most watched game that UofL plays this season just for that reason alone. Standalone game, first weekend of the, of the season, no NFL, nothing competing. You do have the high school audience, which takes away a little bit, but I still think you're going to have a, a gigantic number. This is a, and I don't know if you agree, Trev, this is a good spot for Jeff Brom to kick off his tenure at UofL, assuming that we're able to play the way that we all expect this team to play coming out of the gate against the Georgia Tech team that I think we all believe on paper we're better than. Yeah, it's a good spot, especially by comparison to, you know, in a game against Ole Miss or, as you mentioned, Auburn, where I'm sure we had some hope at some point in hindsight looking back at it. Going into those games, Ole Miss, at least you did. I, You know, I didn't because we have been together for that. But uh, this, this is different where you just hope we maybe just don't get embarrassed in the spotlight. In this case – we're not looking to be avoid embarrassment. We're looking to lay the embarrassment. And it's a great chance, as you said, only maybe the Notre Dame game will have more views for Louisville this year that you can go out and just, like, really put a stamp right on the, the beginning of this Brom era and, you know, just go out and show them, you know, hey, we're, we're, not, we're not the Satterfields you thought we were once. We're not the, those, those guys getting beat by 66 points and getting jokes by touchdowns by Georgia Tech anymore. Those days are gone and those days are in the past. And, it's a new time, a new era, and a, and a new Louisville Cardinals football program. And we're going to show you now on national television in Atlanta how, how serious we are. The only thing that kind of scares me, and I know this is one of those deals where it doesn't actually have an effect on what's going to happen this season, but when we've played these, some of them neutral field games, some of them have been at home, but like these sort of spotlight games on the first weekend of the season in recent years, they haven't gone well for us. Like we, we've, I mentioned we've played in this game twice. We lost to Auburn. 
We got smacked by Ole Miss. We I mean, Alabama had, doesn't count as one, but it's still a, 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 like in a similar fashion, right? Well, it was the Camping World. We played down there in Orlando for that game. It was the same sort of setup, one of their big neutral site games for opening weekend. The Notre Dame game for Scott Satterfield's first. And that was an overachievement that we kept it close, but we still you know, it wound up losing by a relatively healthy margin. We need we we struggled in season openers in recent years, and the good news about that because I mean you take it back to last year all the excitement all the beat Syracuse Scott and then we, we get kicked you know pretty badly by Syracuse. Jeff Brom's been good in season openers. You know they they should have beaten Penn State last year. Hell, I mean they should have probably beaten us in 2017 the when thing. they had a lot less talent than us. Patrick, that's got to make you feel at least a little bit more comfortable going into another neutral, I'm using air quotes here, neutral field game for the start of the season. Well, we're, we're going to win. So he's, Look how confident he is. He's got the young college freshman mentality already. Just so cocky. I like it. I like it. Um, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like listening to Tom Hanks in the League of Their Own, right? We're going <laughs> to win. It's like we, we, just brought it, we got our Gina Davis back. I don't know. Maybe we can have Brom. Maybe do like a, a mimic of that scene, and I like Brom show up and dress, take the catcher mask off like Gina Davis, and it'd be Jeff Brom. I'm like, we're gonna win, yes. And we say like Satterfield look like Alice in the in the dugout. Did you see the Cincinnati football Twitter? Today? Yes, yes. I, that was on my list of stuff to talk about today. The Cincinnati. Have you seen this, Trevor? I, you probably I have not. not. It's on Twitter, so no. Yeah, so no. I don't, know, I, I, I don't, I don't have Twitter. I'm on the X. Yeah, that's it. Well done. <laughs> so the, the Cincinnati Twitter account, the official Twitter account, they tweeted out a link to a story and a picture. It was, long story short, it's basically a Wisconsin football tweet. And it came out of the Cincinnati football Twitter account, which leads me to believe that whoever their social media guy left with Luke Fickle for Wisconsin and just somehow had his password mixed up or whatever. But it was pretty embarrassing. It was wild to see the Cincinnati football account just tweet a Wisconsin football tweet this morning. I choose to, to view it as another indication that the Satterfield era is going to fail at Cincinnati. That's how I'm taking the entire thing. I, I tend to look at view it as the fact that they really don't care about much about football but in Cincinnati. No, yeah, that, that too. Can we talk about it real quickly? I'm excited because I, I mentioned you know, Patrick's got the – first semester college caucus. I'm very excited to talk to Patrick in like two or three months because the first semester of college, it, it changes a person. Like you, you start, he's going to be like, you simpletons. I've got some stuff you should read before you should, before you start mouthing off about your fart jokes and your whatever. You're going you're gonna to be like, your mind is going to be open to an entire new world. And I'm excited to, to hear from you like on, around Thanksgiving time about how much you've changed. It's you going to become pretentious. He's going to get like a beret. I don't know about a beret. <laughs> now, what you do? Maybe a scarf. Maybe a scarf. I had a friend who started wearing scarves in college. <laughs> I had a friend who was very like anti-scarf, and like, like, like towards the end of college, he starts becomes a frat dude, starts wearing scarves, and moves to Chicago. Now he's just scarves everywhere. Now, will you do the frat thing? Have you thought about this? I am gonna do the frat thing. Which frat? Are you allowed to say that? Is that privileged information? I know, but are you just going to... So you don't know yet which ones you want to... Not really. Pledge. Okay. I know, like, a few dudes from Manual that are in a few, but I don't know. Go so in with an open mind. So you're going to rush. You're going to go over to frat Yeah, go rush. That was my world when I was in law school. It's right over, over there by the law school. I'm excited for Fratty Patty. That's going to be great. That's your nickname <laughs> already. 
probably be Frat Pat. It's Fratty Patty. Every Patrick in a you know in a fraternity winds up being called Frat Pat or Fratty Patty. I feel like or Pat Frat. That's it's just gonna happen. But I'm excited for that. I, I I'm gonna live vicariously through Patrick. It's been 20 years since I started my college journey, oh, and I can't no, wait to no, relive no. it. I claim that I claim that when I went to the high school party with him. No, no, the, you, you, no, you got Trey. Tre. No, no you, you, Trevor, you have Trey. Oh, you yeah. said on the air. Yeah, you're right. Trey's one of my spirit animal. But yeah, also Trevor didn't get really to have that experience of doing like the 18 year old, 19 year old college freshman thing because well, you went to college when you were 25. So because <laughs> so, he didn't graduate high school. <laughs> your first semester was a little bit different. I don't think you maybe you didn't experience that that paradigm shift that a lot of college freshmen did. Or the, you were already 25. Or the walking across the stage at a high school graduation. <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, the very few things involving walking I did experience in many points in my life, <laughs> whether it be graduation or going to the mailbox. But uh, the, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess one could call it creepy, but I, I mean, I hung out with, with, I mean, some freshmen when I was at, a freshman myself at Western. I mean, I mean, my best pickup line was, "I can buy you alcohol." You could rent a car. I could rent a car. <laughs> you guys want to go somewhere tonight? <laughs> You guys you weren't allowed to have your freshman car. car. This might like, come, I can rent you. This might come as a shock, but even 25-year-old Trevor's maturity level was probably on the level of most 19-year-olds anyway. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm excited. Uh, Patrick gets to start the, the, the UFL experience, the college experience coming up next week. And I, I, I also am very excited for, for trading to have the college experience. I think it's going to be fun to see you all's two experiences together. It's going to be interesting. 8 a.m. classes suck. There's no way around it. You're not taking it's, an 8 a.m. class, are you? He is. I am. It's the only. I thought you were the, a smart brother. The other class in that, the only other time slot that was a, that class was available was full. Well, that's so I, it, it had to be 8 a.m. It's a major class. I have to take it. Yeah, take it next semester. It. I mean, this is why I chose Trey. I'm a, I bet you Trey didn't take any 8 a.m. He's classes. in the same 8 a.m. He's, He's in the, the same, same class. class. Well, not for long. AM <laughs> <laughs> class, I, I somehow made it, like, my freshman and sophomore year at Dayton without taking an 8 a.m. class. And then I transferred to Bellarmine. First semester, I, get, I got an 8 a.m. class, and it was terrible. It was just awful. I, took, I don't have a Friday class. I took one. Yeah, not having Friday class is great. I actually did take an eight a.m. class at Western. It was religious studies, and of all things, oh to take gosh. an eight a.m. And the first day I was there, I learned that he doesn't take attendance, and you pretty much had just two tests: midterm and final only. Oh, and it was all over just over the Bible. So I was like, day one, day last day. I'll see you. I'll see you at midterm times, baby. The work. I, I think I showed up in that class like five times. And Patrick will learn this too in college. The the, the first week of uh, of class for each semester is when you really realize like how the rest of your semester is going to go because you will have a professor that will take that approach where he's like, like I had one my second semester who was like, just so you know, like if you just like do the stuff, like you're you're going to get an A in this class. And I was like, here we go. I won't. Be, I'll see, I'll see you in in April. This is going to be fantastic. And then others that are like, I take attendance. You will be here. Like you just kind of got to. Yeah, figure it out. But you, it, day one, if he tells you you, you, you can lo- you can be punished for not for, att- for lack of attendance, drop that class ASAP. Drop. The wildest thing about starting college is like you really do realize how much free time you have very quickly. Like it's it's insane. Yeah. Like, it, like I, I would be there were days where I was done with classes. I'd come back and like watch Price is Right at eleven a.m. and I'm like I've got the entire day to do yeah. stuff. This is incredible. I'm, 
I'm done at 10.45 every day. It's such except, a good feeling. Except Tuesday. I have like a one credit hour class Tuesday afternoon. Well, as we all know, like, you might grew up in a different like world than I It's like first year experience. Because I didn't have that free time. Yeah. I, I did class two days a week, and I worked two jobs the other five days to, to pay the bills. So some of, some of us weren't as fortunate. Well, again, you were 25. <laughs> it was a different experience. The, 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 well, like, on Wednesdays when I'm done, I'm going to go to the Rutherford house and watch. You might. <laughs> and babysit. You might be babysitting. We, we're, we've got somebody we're going to try out pretty soon. Um, Wait, I got, I got, I got, I got looked over. Trevor, you're off the list. You're, you're, you're not on the list. It's not happening. All right, we're going to break. When we come back, four o'clock hour, we'll start. We'll talk football. I want to talk about the quarterback specifically. Uh, something Brian Brom said yesterday that caught my ear. I also wanted to get into some bold predictions for the upcoming U of L football season. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line at 502 414 1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It continues next here on 1450 and 961, The Big X. In Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450-961, the Big X. We are live from the Kentucky State Fair. If you're out here, I don't know, maybe taking the kids out because they're not in school, taking advantage of the discounted rates that they've got for students today uh, at the State Fair. Stop by Pillar C-15 in the South Wing. You'll find us. We're right next to, let's see, the, the Bad Boy Mowers have a booth right across from us. Uh, formerly the sponsor of uh, what was the Gasparilla Bowl, I think. Bad Boy Motors Gasparilla. Nature's Bowl. Lounger. Nature's Lounger is right there. There's some uh, looks like like what do you call that? The design of like the that the hikers wear. I don't know. It's like a Native American shawl thing. It's it's very earthy, very hiking. They've got stuff there. You'll see us right next to them. We've got Plinko here. That's all you can play. We've got uh, Ford FordBrothersInc.com is right next to us, our neighbors. So stop by and see us. We're H&R have a good Blog. Time. You can't see H&R Blog. I can't see it right there. The people in the text line want to know where we're streaming. Don't worry about it. we got cameras <laughs> there. We're streaming somewhere. That's There's all that cameras? matters. There's, There's cameras? There's cameras right here. The cameras. It's, it's on X. funny. The last time I was at the fair, Mike, a guy said I was streaming somewhere, too. Feel good about that? Feel good about that, what you just said? <laughs> like that joke? Pashmina. Thank you, text line. Text line. Text line's got it covered. All right, I want to talk to you, 4 o'clock hour. It's football. We're, we're in a Trenton Flowers free zone. We're moving on. The Trenton Flowers portion of the offseason has come to a close. I can't wait for him to tweet in like 15 minutes. <laughs> we are on God's time. Trenton Flowers free zone, though. Trenton Flowers is going to come out and tweet and be like, I, I think Kenny Payne did 9-11, actually. They're asking <laughs> like, well, we got to talk about this now. Now we're, we're moving on. It's football time. We had Brian Brom and some of the quarterbacks talking to the media yesterday. Uh, it's obvious that Jack Plummer's the guy at the quarterback position, but I thought the backup race has gotten a little bit more interesting Ooh. based on something that Brian said yesterday. But before we do that, let's talk Jack Plummer. Brom uh, had a little clip talking with the media about what he's seen so far from the former Purdue quarterback who transferred in from Cal this out this past offseason. Here's Brian Brom, enemy of the show, but talking about Jack Plummer here from yesterday. 
Sorry, wrong, wrong, wrong head coach. They don't call him the best in the biz for nothing, folks. That was, that was Petrino's. They don't call him that. <laughs> good athleticism. Uh, he's got good size, good pocket awareness, and, and he throws a good football. Uh, so he has a lot of the traits that you're looking for uh, in, the, in your quarterback. Um, we're always working on being consistently accurate. That's one thing we're always trying to improve uh, with him is just making sure every play we're, we're top-notch, we're zoned in, uh, and we're extremely accurate with the football. Uh, but he's done a great job of that so far. Now, it's been clear to anybody who's step-footed at one of the open practices that Plummer is a, a step or three ahead of all the other quarterbacks in the roster, which, by the way, we have nine quarterbacks in the roster this season. Any of the complaints from past years about the lack of depth in the quarterback room uh, have been put to bed right now. But so with Plummer established firmly as the guy at the quarterback position, I think all eyes on who's going to be the primary backup. Brock Doman, being a guy who's been the primary backup now for the last couple of seasons, who's made starts, who's had some success winning games as a starter, I think probably came into fall camp as the guy getting the bulk of the number two reps. But I thought it was interesting, and I don't know if this is just a slip of the tongue from Brian yesterday, but he mentioned three quarterbacks by name who were competing for the backup job. He mentioned Brock Doman. He mentioned Pierce Clarkson, the freshman who has, I think, been, at least to me, surprisingly good so far in August. And then he mentioned Harrison Bailey, the walk-on who's a former top 100 recruit, started his career at Tennessee, wound up being their starting quarterback at the end of the COVID-shortened 2020 season, transferred to UNLV, started their last game of the season last year, led the team to a win over Nevada, is looking for uh, a new start, a new role, transferred into UofL, and, and Brom had this to say about him. He said, Harrison just got here in the summer, but he's played some football. He has football experience and is quickly learning our lingo. It's uh, He's got a big arm, and I think once he learns what we want to do, he's going to start getting it there. So I, I thought I, I don't know if it's by design that Brady Allen doesn't get a mention there or that uh, Evan Conley doesn't get a mention there or that anybody else on the roster doesn't get a mention there. But I, thought, I do think it's interesting that Harrison Bailey does get a mention. It's exciting to me. Yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't mention Brady Allen. Brady Allen, I thought he was pretty good. but Probably slip of the tongue. Slip the mind. Slip of the mind. Do you think he thinks Brady Allen is Harrison Bailey? <laughs> no. That's not <laughs> I don't think that's what's That's the happened. last possibility as to what happened. I, I mean, I think Brady Allen, by all reports from these open practices, struggled a little bit during the first couple of weeks. He, he threw the bulk of the interceptions on, during the 11-on-11 drills. Um, was, was a little bit inaccurate, but he's still young. He's a redshirt freshman. He's got the size. He's got the arm. He also is a, a former highly touted recruit. I think that they, they still have high hopes for Brady Allen. And the good thing is you don't need him to come in here and play this season. You've got Plummer. You brought him in for that specific purpose. If Allen is, is struggling with whatever, and again, we're basing all this on eight open practices in the first two weeks of a season. But if he was struggling a little bit, I think that you feel okay right now because he can – learn the playbook he can learn how to be a college quarterback this season and then go through spring practice next uh, next march see how he's improved and compete healthily for the starting quarterback job with pierce clarkson with uh, harrison bailey with whoever else you're going to bring in because you have to assume jeff 
is probably going to bring in at least one more quarterback next season. He wants a loaded quarterback room. You're going to lose Plummer. You're going to lose Doman. You're going to lose Evan Conley. Uh, I know you bring in Deuce Adams, who you've got signed for next season. But I don't think that this bringing in a, a transfer quarterback is going to be just a, a, a one-time deal. I'll be surprised if he doesn't go out and target somebody that he thinks can come in and at least compete for that job next season. Patrick, agree or disagree? Yeah, I think he'll definitely go out and try to get more guys. If you have a nine-deep QB room and you lose a third of it, you go out and get at least one or two more. Trevor, you brought this up a while ago. You're talking about uh, how many quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks for this season in the ACC are transfer quarterbacks. It's not just the ACC. It's every conference in America. I've got the numbers here. All five of the power conferences, their projected starting quarterbacks, at least half of the teams in every conference, their starting quarterback is a projected transfer. And, in fact, the ACC has the lowest or is tied for the lowest total. So the ACC, seven of the 14 quarterbacks are transfers. Big 12, nine of 14 are, are going to be transfers. Big 10, eight of 14 transfers. Pac-12, 11 of 12 starting quarterbacks are transfers. And the SEC is right there with the ACC. Seven of their 14 quarterbacks are transfers. This is going to be the way of the world for a long time, I feel like. Yeah, the ACC, the SEC being the kind of the, the fewest of them doesn't surprise me, even though technically, if you want to be like, technical about it, Georgia, Stetson Bennett was a transfer, right? Yeah. He, 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 started, he started there, he went to JUCO, and he came back. So I guess Alabama's one of the, the rare few that probably won't have a lot of transfers. But back a little bit to the Harrison Baylor thing, though, I mean, if anything, if it makes you worried that he's supposedly getting more or gets better praise than Brady Allen, I mean, does at least you can rest on it that Brady Allen is a redshirt freshman who's had what one year of college barely at Purdue, and right. Harrison Bailey has played almost a full season over three years between SEC competition at Tennessee and then at UNLV. So, I mean, it's understandable to think he should be ahead of Brady Allen, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you want to say that, I, I can see where you're coming from. He, he definitely has more experience. He's been through three full fall camps before where Bailey, or I mean, where, where Allen's going through his second one. But it, it's an odd situation. I mean, he, he's a former top 100 recruit, but he has not produced at a level that you would expect a former top 100 recruit to, to produce at. In fairness, at least Tennessee as of yet. Tenure was kind of with, that was with uh, Pruitt, right? So, I mean. Was he there at the end of the COVID year? I think 2020. He, yeah, he was 2020 was his first year. So he was there for 20. He was at Tennessee for 20 and 21, and then at UNLV in 22. Okay, there you go. So yeah, I, I mean, I think the interesting thing to me is why Bailey, who you know, presumably is looking for playing time, looking to resurrect his college career near the end of it would choose Louisville, a place where he knows they've got multiple scholarship quarterbacks. And he touched on that yesterday talking to the media. He said there's a lot of us in the quarterback room, but I would say that I looked at it as an opportunity rather than, as everybody would say, the competition. Everybody runs their own race every day in life, so I'm just running mine now. Uh, he also talked about doing his, his, his research on the Brahms, made all the difference in the world yeah. to him. He, you know, when he was reached out to by a number of different programs, when Louisville reached out, he looked at what Jeff's done with quarterbacks. He looked at the fact that his most recent quarterback at Purdue, Aiden O'Connell, was a walk-on. He turned him into a starter. Now he's a guy who looks like he's going to hang around in the NFL for a while. 
I can see why that would appeal to somebody like Bailey, even though you're walking into a crowded quarterback room. I mean, if you're Bailey, I mean, you're, you're kind of on your maybe your last attempt at being in college to get, you know, get coaching and get to the pros. And you know you're probably not going to maybe – you're going to be behind the eight ball wherever you pretty much go in terms of power pop conferences as being a starter. Why not go at least somewhere where you can play under a coach that, can, that even if you're not playing, you're going to learn, and that's being Jeff Braum and Brian. I think the, the cool thing about where we are right now is that you feel like you've got – a number of options if something happens, God forbid, to Jack Plummer. Or if Jack Plummer just isn't what we want him to be this season. Whereas the last couple of years, and, and don't get me wrong, Brock Doman did a serviceable job coming in to, to spell Malik Cunningham last season. Led us to, to three wins and four starts. But you knew what you were getting with Brock Doman. You, you knew that he was going to be a game manager. You knew the defense was going to have to captain the ship. And if Brock Doman had gotten hurt, God knows what we would have done. Like there were there were multiple games last season and I think two years ago as well where Patrick McElroy, the the Trinity walk on Nathan. Nathan, God, I never get it right. I never get it right. Nathan McElroy, the walk on, was the, the the primary backup after Malik got hurt. This year, let's say Plummer does get hurt, or let's say he's just not playing very well. You can give Doman the ball. Let's say Doman doesn't play well. You can be like, well, let's see what Pierce Clarkson can do. Let's see what Harrison Bailey can do. Let's see what Brady Allen can do. Let's see what one of these other guys can do. You've got a number of different options. If our first four quarterbacks just suck or get hurt, you've still got a guy that you feel like, hey, we got a little bit of hope in. I love having a very deep quarterback room. I think it's an, an asset that not a lot of teams in college football now are privy to, and it's a testament to, to how much – I think Jeff Brom's reputation for being kind of a quarterback whisperer whisper appeals to the recruits and the transfers and the walk-ons that are out there. It's going to be a fun thing watching these guys compete, not just this season, but during the offseason to see who's going to take the reins and be the starting quarterback next year. So you don't, you don't, you don't go by the – when you have, multi, if you have more – if you have three quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks uh, mindset. Well, no, because that's just for starters. I mean, we've got – we have a clear starter in Jack Plummer. But if, he, if something doesn't work out, you've got multiple guys behind him that seem like they have a chance of being able to carry the load and get the job done. It's like not like we're splitting time between these two guys on the field. I'm a, and I, would, I hope to assume you agree with me that the, 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 the leash is long enough, though, for Plummer that this isn't like a quick leash pull because the thought of having multiple quarterback backup options is available. No, I, I mean, I, I don't think that that's the situation. In, in a weird way, I think you almost would want it to be let's say Pierce Clarkson's just setting the world on fire and now that they have close practices like Clarkson's playing even better than than people thought he was and they feel like we've got to get this guy on the field and if something happens to to Jack it is going to be a quick leash I think you would hope to view that as a good thing I don't think that's the case I I think it's going to be a situation where if Plummer performs poorly on September 1st you're still going to see him back getting that start against Murray State, trying to get some, some confidence back, and he'll be the guy until it's abundantly clear that he just can't get the job done. I don't think it's going to be like the only other time where we had that situation in recent years was back in in 2015 when it was the Reggie Bonifon, Will Gardner, Lamar Jackson, Kyle Bolin, and that was the year that you know, there was so much mystery around Lamar and he wasn't being talked about that much. And that week before the Auburn game, Someone reached out to me, and they're like, Reggie's getting the start, but if he doesn't play well, it's going to be a very quick hook, and we're going with Lamar. And I was like, oh, my God, like this this guy may have something. And sure enough, 
that uh, it ended up being Lamar's game at quarterback. But I don't, I don't think this is that type of situation at all. I think it's, it's very clearly it's Jack's job, and it's going to be Jack's job until something goes horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah. Aiden O'Connell's preseason NFL performance definitely encouraged me that the guy that beat out Plummer at Purdue is good. Yeah. I think that makes you feel better because that has been kind of a – it's been a little bit of a talking point. Yeah. The fact that Louisville brought in a quarterback who played at Cal last year, led them to only four wins in 12 games. He's also a guy that got benched multiple times by the head coach who now is at Louisville. But when you see you know, what Aiden O'Connell's doing, the fact that you've got people out there projecting him to be a guy that plays 10, 12 years in the NFL, he looks like an NFL quarterback. I do think that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable. And the, the debut that we're talking about with the Raiders, he goes 15 of 18, 141 yards, touchdown, had four scoring drives. It was a fantastic debut for him. Yeah, I think you see that and you're like, it's not just that It's not that Jack Plummer wasn't good enough. It's just that he wasn't better than this kid that quite clearly right now is an NFL quarterback. I think that's a, it's a fair point. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. We'll take some texts here. Uh, in, in just a second. Actually, we'll take the text out. Why not? Uh, Texas says, tonight. There's, a, there's a line on that. Oh, nice. There's a. That's like the first preseason game I've seen with a spread yeah, and B- a line. B- Billy minus four tonight. I'm, oh, I'm in Southern Indiana. I'm like, ooh, tempting. Don't bet on preseason games, Trevor. <laughs> I bet on don't. worse. The Browns don't, got don't it. Don't do it. That's a low point. I see videos online of, like, dudes that bet on the slap competitions. Oh god! Like the other, it's prize picks. It's like they'll parlay like Luis Castillo strikeouts with like <laughs> slap competition over four and a half slaps. That, that, this whole the slap con- that slap show came on AEW for like three weeks and got canceled. <laughs> this whole country is going to be addicted to gambling in like three years. It's, it's going to happen. People, that's too much. If you're betting on slap competitions, I don't know what to tell you. We are not going to gambling. We got bet you we won't. Uh, uh, that's that's far shooter. Texas says, uh, "Has Patrick belly flopped into the kiddie pool yet this week?" I don't. It's, it's not. It's not week one yet. Next week's the first week. That's when all the kiddie pools are. Out. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. I've been making this joke for twenty years. I don't know if if college kids hang out in their front yards anymore and have baby pools filled up with water in the late summer months and the early spring months anymore. But if they do, Patrick. Don't belly flop in the kiddie pool. It's not funny. It's not funny. Nobody nobody likes it. They act like they do. They don't really like it. I promise you. Don't do it. Trevor would have done it. Trevor may have done it as a 25-year-old freshman. I've never jumped into a kiddie pool. I've never been on a slip and slide. You've never been on a slip and slide? No. Every time you have one of these facts, it just makes me so sad. We've got a, we need a bucket list. We've got kiddie pool. We've got sledding. We've got bachelor party. Still There's something ride else. A damn horse. You've never been on a horse. We're gonna make that happen. We've we've already established that it's Fall physically possible. You've fallen in love before. Yeah, yeah. Just never reciprocated. <laughs> yes, yes, you have. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna find the love I, of your I, life. I, that's I'm, still I'm my in love. With Patrick. <laughs> 2023 is the year of love. I said it was the year of love for both you and Scoots. It's not. We're, we're getting a little late. I'm checking the calendar, and I'm like, all right, guys. Well, Sco- Scoot stated that one music video girl is the thing they say. Yeah, but that was... Has that happened? Time. You're talking about... He's what one was the, the music video? video? Oh, yeah. That was a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, it was a while back, yeah. I think Scoot's went on a date recently, though. 
He's trying at least. Yeah. Hey, I tried to. How did feel about that? Didn't turn out to. It's not my fault. The love of my life turned out to be a dude. That was last year too. It's been a long. You gotta get back out there. I know it's. I I know it hurts. I know it's. Uh, it's a little unsettling when you a person that you think is the love of your life turns out to be a man, unbeknownst to you. Not that there's anything like wrong with that. Like funky Medina. Not nothing wrong with that. But you gotta get back out there. You gotta make yourself vulnerable again and feel like to find love. I love on a roll call when Scoots calls his roommate Gil. Okay, I, I, that, I do. Well, I do. Well, enjoy that it. is funny. Am I, am I the only one just missed the fact that, that Patrick doesn't know who Casey and JoJo is, but he made a funky cold Medea reference? He did. Okay, yeah. He's, he's in an that's, that's, like, that's like a decade before Casey and JoJo were even popular. Casey, well, when I was driving in here, too, I, I noticed you know, there are all these new the drive through yeah, It was a good reference. There are all these new drive through coffee places, and like the, most of them are, are scooters. Like There's like there's 70 new scooters. There's one when I was coming in here. How are we not getting some sort of advertising deal for Scoots with Scooters Coffee? Like that's it's a no-brainer. We're doing the homework, the hard work for you, sales team. Step up. Because he got it's a win-win for, for all of us. One-man sales team right here. Yeah, hit up Scooters <laughs> Coffee. Scooters Coffee, t- talk to us. We'll make it happen. Scoots will do some promos. Uh, we'll do a uh, drive-through. We'll get all the puns. What's the like the speed dating? You like, you will have a drive. You dr- get your coffee and have a quick date with Scoots while you while you get your coffee. Five-second date. That's all he needs. We'll help him find the love of his life there. I do speed dating. See, I was gonna say Trevor's gonna get jealous if this happens, though. If we no, have, if I, we have Scoots as a, as, a, as a spokesperson for somebody for our ad sales team, we, we need to find like a Trevor's place. No, I'm not. I'm not worried about that. I, I've, I've been on plenty of advertising. How many times have you seen a Weight Watchers commercial with the before and after picture? I'm always the before. But the, the I, I, I would do speed dating. I've never done speed dating either. I would do that. Would you do speed dating? We, I would can, try. we can set that up. Right after you take the ACT. We'll do some speed oh, dating. By the way, I got an email. Has he today. got rejected? No, I got an email today though from them saying I need to upload a picture onto my uh, account. No, oh, this is the first. Uh, this is this, oh, this, this might be where we get rejected. This is this is where I get a little bit nervous about this happening. It said well, I had to bring it up uh, specifically. <laughs> can, I, can I take this picture? <laughs> yes. Well, In fact, I was going to look you, at it. I was going to ask you. you. How can we make Trevor look young for a second? I know what we need to do. He's got to shave. I want to make you like a goth kid. We need to go to like Hot Topic. Hey, I'm going to give you like black eyeshadow. You made me look like Mark from Home Improvement last season. I'm going to be mad at you. We're going to dye <laughs> your hair black, and you're just going to like have like a pouty face in your picture. That's going to be your ACT picture. Okay, according to the email, it, it, this is written in red, so it must be important. You must add a photo before midnight Central Time on Friday, September 1st. If you don't, your Saturday, September 9th ACT registration will be canceled without refund, and you will not be allowed to test on that date. Uh, so add a photo now. So I'm gonna I, I need add to, one right now. Yeah, they're like they're really pissed about it. I was like, oh, I was like, does that have to be my photo? Maybe. I mean, you got some time. Just do your. Tr- <laughs> you don't have to take it. Right. I think I think you look enough like your Twitter profile picture, to where you could probably just use that. They probably don't want you wearing a hat though. He's just going to use Trey's picture. I'm just going <laughs> to put Mike's picture on there. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> no, you're going to look or at it. I'm like, they won't it's been summer. <laughs> <laughs> you find like the, the, the youngest, like, like have like a nine-year-old kid's face, and then so you show up and be like, yeah, it's me. That's, this, is, this is what it's I'm a, doing. It's a year old. I'm sorry. Girl, girl, <laughs> I heard you were. <laughs> I, I, don't have a di- I don't have a digital camera. I'm sorry. <laughs> I heard you all talking a few weeks ago about the, the Duke tip thing. Yeah, the tip and program. I, I took the ACT in seventh grade. 
no way Trevor scores higher than seventh grade me. Ooh, is that the new bet? Eight, 18. I got uh, an 18. You, so you do the same thing that I did. Because I took the SAT. I was D1 eligible. I got the 810 that I needed to be D1 eligible back in like 1994, whatever that was. You just you got the score. You got the 18 on the ACT. I don't think you know. I don't think Trevor's matching seventh grade Patrick. I took it without a calculator too. Ooh. Yeah, I did get a list of apparently. I forgot uh, it. They all, they also sent me a list of uh, things like do's and don'ts I can have and can't have, um, and specifically tobacco is is listed as a do not bring. I don't know if they, they're fully aware of me or not. They shouldn't have to say, ooh, this person's out. That's what we need Trevor to wear right here. This, this person walking. <laughs> That's what we need. We found your outfit for the ACT picture. You it's going to happen. Outfit? It's like a passport photo. You need it to be good. You need it to look a certain way. We need you to look young. We need you to fit the bill. We're going to make it happen. Here's what I need to bring. I need to bring an acceptable photo ID. I have that. I have my license. We need goth Trevor is what we need. <laughs> Trevor already went through the grunge stage of the early 90s. We're not redoing that again, okay? No, it's uh, happening. Oh, it, yeah, it, it, it's happened once before, trust me. Uh, I need an admission ticket, a two sharpened number two pencils. Do you even have a pencil around here? I guess I go buy one. A permitted calculator, a watch to pace yourself, but no smart watches or watch fitness bands, which they clearly don't know who they're talking to, and a snack to eat outside the test room on break. What not to bring? Any electric device other than the permitted calendar, not calculator. Highlighters, correction fluid, colored pencils, or any other aids. Textbooks are not allowed. Foreign language or other dictionaries, scrap paper, or other aids and reading material. Tobacco of any form. These are all things that are not permitted. All that's well and good. I, I've been doing my research over here. I just... Google image search goth shirts. Oh, good and we got Lord. a couple options to work with. There's a drop it like it like it's goth that I like. Am I going to There's wear a dog a collar? <coughs> now that you say that, that's that's a fantastic idea. There's a <laughs> dark on the outside, saved on the inside shirt that I think would would look. We got to find make sure these have like four XLs. Though. Okay, first of all, that that actually would wear that shirt probably. It sounds kind of cool. What's it with it? <laughs> There's a, I can't say that. There's a uh, still emo shirt. I'm not wearing There's, that. You're not going to wear a still emo shirt? I, no. I think we eat, like the Nirvana, emo, emo like and yellow face shirt. Different things. Like goth. There's an oh my goth shirt. Mm. This is like the this is the goth people that hang out at Denny's at 3 a.m. This is not really. There's a, a shirt that says get in loser with an open casket. I think that's good. Can that I, is can good I wear one. an Undertaker 1994 t-shirt? We've got, we have a lot of options to work with. Antisocial goth gang with a coffin. That's, that looks, that, you would fit good in with that. This, yeah, the, we're going to work with this. This is going to be your ACT picture. I'm we're going to make this happen. I'm surprised you don't have me wear like an old school Marilyn Manson shirt. That, that could also work. We can, I'm surprised we you don't have, have one of those. Do I have one of those? No. I'm going to get you one of those like top hats. Like the dude from, uh, uh, what was that song that was like semi-popular? When Angels Deserve to... to to die, to cry, whatever that song was. Uh, when doves cry. When, no, no, not <laughs> like System of a Down. Something like that. They oh, got one. I, like I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like a goth top hat. You think you need to wear a goth top hat? Definitely makeup. Definitely dyed black hair sticking out from underneath the top hat, and like a pouty face. I tried to dye my hair as a freshman. It came out orange. Did you really? Yeah, I did. She used to hair dye my buddy's like his grandmother's hair dye in her in her, ba- in her kitchen or in her bathroom. I just, just ran, it was, I don't remember what color it was, and my hair ended up coming out like orange. 
<laughs> Would you wear a shirt that says it's a beautiful thing to leave me alone? Yes. <laughs> no. He needs one of those shirts that says, if you can read this, you're too close. <laughs> that's not fair. No. Because if my shirt's like a Bible. Malone. That's not a fair shirt because as big as my shirts are, you can probably read that from like six miles away. Would you wear a Creep It Real shirt? No. Okay, so the booth next to us okay. has a shirt that says, I will put you in the trunk and help people look for you. So we get that one. Is it black? No. Well, that, 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 but they make out. them on the spot. Can you find your size? Can, we, we can, can get someone here. Spot. No matter what thing. golf phrase we get, can we at least get it air, air, airbrushed? Obviously. I mean, we're, I mean, we're going 90s, right? We got to do airbrushed. I have a black T-shirt of Popeye playing poker, so maybe that would work. I own that. So. Uh, I'm just going to order We've a got plenty of options. T-shirts. We've got like two weeks to make this happen. It's going to be fine. We're going to get the outfit. We're going to get the look. It's going to be great. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, you guys on the third and sex line will hit you up. Uh, we'll also talk a little college football bowl predictions for UofL. All that and more coming your way next here. It's the Mike Weatherford Show live at the Kentucky State Fair on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. John, I heard somebody just talking casually in the background. Y'all weren't paying attention. It's Patrick on the phone. It's okay. Don't worry about it. We're back here. Coming back. At the Kentucky State Fair. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 won the Big X. I did take a quick little like tour around the, the area. There was a nice dancing skeleton shirt that I think would look good on Trevor for his ACT picture that I might have to purchase before we get out of here. But if you are here, stop by and see us. We're over by the C-15 concrete pillar. You'll see the big word media tents. We've got cameras all around us. Don't worry about where we're streaming. Just know that we're streaming somewhere. We're they on. say it, it'll be streaming tomorrow. That's what they say. Streaming tomorrow? Well, make it back out. Well, make, make it out here today. It's going to be fine. Uh, we want to take some, we were talking quarterback room before the break there. The comments from Brian Brom yesterday, specifically about Harrison Bailey, the, the walk-on who started his career as a top 100 prospect at Tennessee, went to UNLV, has been kind of a journeyman now looking for Maybe a last chance at realizing his potential. His now name being thrown in the mix for the backup quarterback job. So we talked about that. We talked about Jack Plummer a little bit. We want to hear from you guys on the Thornton Sex Line now. My Wi-Fi is just completely not working. So we'll try to... It's not just us here, right? It's not. Well, I'm using the hotspot, and the hotspot on my phone is bad to begin with. But 
It's it's just there it is. Okay, well here we go. That third sex line is five oh two four one four fourteen fifty. Texas says Bailey is a very confident quarterback. He is a cocky guy who thinks he can take the U of L job. One hundred percent, trust me. He's the clear backup quarterback. That's inside info. Ooh, inside info on the third and sex line. Harrison Bailey, backup quarterback. Patrick Ryan, noted Mike Rutherford show insider. Are you hearing the same thing? Oh yeah, Harrison Bailey isn't the starter. Inside info. But is it okay for But is he the primary backup? I don't know if he's cocky, nor do I know if he's the primary backup. No. I don't think he's the primary backup. Well, he's competing for it. Every practice I've been to, the reps have gone Jack Plummer with the first team, Brock Doman with the second team, and then everybody else just kind of... I know that's the way it started. What, what I heard was the second week of open practices, Doman and Pierce Clarkson were splitting the, the second team reps, and they were both kind of alternating with the, with the twos and the threes, which I thought was interesting and kind of reflects what a lot of people have reported, which is that Pierce had a really good first week of practice, which makes me excited. I mean, he's, a, he's a guy that we all were excited about when he signed here. would love to see him live up to the potential. Texter says, TK, maybe you all already touched on this, but there's no way you're at the State Fair right now and you're not about to grab some gnarly State Fair food. What are you getting for the ride home and the late night snack? And then just says, damn, never mind. I forgot TK's in the studio. Mike, what are you getting? Well, I'm getting nothing. Yeah, Trevor, like, what would like you get? They don't out of the, the cage very often. <laughs> uh, what, what, what would I get? Well, I, yeah. I, I, right now, I'm heading to the Pineapple Whip stand. I haven't had it in 23 years, and it was something I grew up loving. I mean, I, I'm heading right there. I'd get that and probably eat a bunch of it. Yeah, we kept Trevor, Trevor and Jeffersonville for a reason. That's, we, we, we couldn't let him out. No, we, we need somebody to run the board who knows what they're doing. So that's why Trevor's back there. And oh. he's got to run the board for the Bats game after. Yeah, yep, we got Bats yep, coming yep, up. The, the Bats got to do something, yeah. But we, well, we had – all I could think of was – because you, I know I've brought the movie up multiple times, but you've seen Orange County, right? Not only have I seen it, I thought about rewatching it last night, but I ended up watching Digstown instead. Well, all I could think of was when uh, Colin Hanks runs into the Jack Black's room and he's like, whatever it is, I can't remember the character's name. He's like, there's some very important people coming here. I need you to stay in your room. And he's like, why? He goes, because you're an embarrassment. Okay. <laughs> Didn't he just walk around in his tidy whities He does come down. Can I score some of your piss? <laughs> I got a drug test. I'm sorry. The only thing I ever think about that movie is the, the butterfly song and the cheerleaders dancing in, like, the quad or whatever it's called. Yeah. That's the only thing I just think of that scene that's, that comes to my mind. That and him running around in his tidy whities Texas says, can you repeat how to find the live uh, video on Facebook? Just go to Facebook.com. You should find it. And it pops right up It's going to be right there on the homepage. We're a, it's a Zuckerberg-sponsored thing. He's got us out here at the fair. Texture says, uh, Trevor just needs to recreate the Spreewell jersey picture for his ACT photo. I, I'm st- I still have not asked my mom where that picture is. We've got to find it. Because I'm afraid she will look for it. We've got to find that picture, Trevor. For the good of the show. For the good of the people. See, for the good of the listeners. I mean, I'm sure it's got to be somewhere, but the, the problem is God love my mom. She's listening. Don't, think it's, don't be mad at me, but... Like, when my mom gets, like, a certain mindset, she, like, decides to start, like, reorganizing things, and then she forgets where she puts them. And then when you ask her what she did with it, she forgot she even moved it to begin with. Oh, so, boy. Yeah, it's, 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 trust me, it took me six years to buy my encyclopedia of NFL. Um, so, <laughs> that's a big damn book. 
<laughs> I think the next show wager, since Mike already watched Shallow Hell, the next show wager is that if Trevor wins the rep, the bet, Mike's Twitter profile picture is this pre-well jersey picture for a week. <laughs> That's a win for me, to be quite frank. Like I, I'll do, I'll do that earnestly. I'll do, I'll do that without provocation. You are lucky. You happen. had to switch up. You used earnest like six. I times know. Yeah, you, you, it's, it, I, I do because you always make the same joke every time I use the word. So I've got to stop because so we can avoid having the same exchange I, I always, five times I, in two days. I hear that word. I always think of Samuel Jackson and Long Kiss Goodnight when he's like, "I like to be earnest and frank with the ladies. I'm earnest in Cleveland and frank in Chicago." And don't call me Shirley. Stop. Both of you. Stop. <laughs> uh, the guy who keeps saying that he works for the ACT that says that you're going to be, you know, he's been saying you're going to get denied. He's now has texted in. He says, Trevor, I actually sent that email to you. This is going to be where it ends for you, unfortunately. Not going to be mean, but yes. Well, should he think, be on my side texting? I think it's fake. I think this guy. I don't, I don't think he works for the ACT. I think he's uh, he's capping. I think he's an he's an he works for the SAT. This is just just out of curiosity. If you work he for wants the SAT, him to come take the SAT. You wouldn't happen to have like I don't know some like free questions, some like answer sheets or anything there, buddy? Texter. Or what if he works for the ACT and schemes it so you get like a thirty-three and we're all like, oh my god, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Trevor Trevor's going to Yale. Colleges he's doing are, it. Colleges are calling me. Like, <laughs> what was it, the Palula Community College or whatever I was trying to go to? Palau. Yeah, Palau. Palau Community College are going to be like, you're going to be our valedictorian. <laughs> then you go there, they're like, well, we were misled. This is a... This so was Palau, when I Palau got there. <laughs> the ACT. It's a prelude Davis situation. He's not going to save nice us. Nice pool. Texas System of a Down is not goth. What? I, I was just talking about the guy in the video that I'm, that I'm thinking of, which I can't remember. System of Down is like, they're like stained. Is that what they are? Like, to me, they're fake, like fake goth, yeah. But they, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they, they were hardcore before they went mainstream. But Texas sends in a picture of an overweight gentleman wearing, he's got very goth-looking eyeshadow, a fishnet undershirt, and then an bl- all-black like leather dress. I think this maybe need to be Trevor's look for the. I think we picture. just need to find. You could probably put that picture on there, and then just Trevor have Trevor. Trevor could use this picture for his ACT <laughs> picture, honestly. Although he's holding some sort of mug. That's my junior year of high school. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? Who's, who's this text number? How, did you go to Wagner with me? Do you have my yearbook? If there's ever anybody that I've known that I would love to find out after, like, years of friendship that they went through a goth phase in high school, I think you'd be at the top of that list. I'd be like, what? What about John Ramsey? <laughs> I, say, I take it back. <laughs> Trevor's number two on the list. I would need pictures of both, though, to verify. I mean, I didn't go through a goth phase, but I was I was into the, you know, the, the gr- heavy grunge back in, after my love of Paul Simon in 91. When I when I found you know Pearl Jam you know a couple of years or so later and and people like uh, like that and Nirvana even though I wasn't big on Nirvana I was more Alice in Chains uh, I, I, w- I was I was a grunge guy I, d- I didn't go like dressing up like I said Mark and Home Improvement but I was I was grunge I, I had a Ter- Jer- I had a Jeremy T-shirt Did you really Yeah uh, That's gonna get you flagged in today's society You can't do that Oh my. <laughs> Texter, yeah, now they're definitely not going to let you take the ACT. Texter says, uh, I've listened to you since you've been on the radio, Mike, and despite all of the UofL turmoil and all your health issues, I think the saddest I've ever heard you was finding out that Trevor's never been on a slip and slide. Um, 
Really? I just can't believe it. I, 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 it's because I was such a slip and slide enthusiast as a kid. We had Crocodile Mile. I, I mean, remember that. Like, like, if, the first 55-degree day in March, I'm like, let's get Crocodile Mile out. I was all about the slip and slide. You run. You die. You hit the bump and take a dive. It was incredible. Except you had to take the gator teeth off because it was plastic and it would just drill your head. But Crocodile Mile was incredible. You need to be on Slip and Slide. Slip and Slides are great. I also never had the uh, Wild Willy or whatever it was. The Weasel, Wacky Weasel hose thing. Then you'd you'd plug into it and it'd just go insane and start spraying everything. Well, that's not. I mean, we had sprinklers. That's what normal kids had. We just played in sprinkler. That's fine. (laughs) Why am I picturing the Billy Madison scene right now, me and the sprinkler? (laughs) So we've we've got sledding. We've got Slip and Slide. We've got Bachelor Party. Yeah. We've got True Love. What else do we need you to do? Well, well, I, I think there's one more thing on the list. Well, you, 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 well the hypnotism thing, I guess, is, is off the list, but I don't know. But that's just you. That's, that's not something that you want to do. That's just because well, you claim that you can't oh, be hypnotized. I mean, I, well, I do want to, I mean, let's not forget. I mean, I know this is maybe you being the PETA in you, but I do still want to ride a horse. Ride a horse, yeah, that's on the list. I know that there's been some question whether the horse can handle it or not. We found out that you can. I know. I think we can. I don't know how fast we'll go, but we can. Um, I mean, pole vaulting, which is something I said I could do. Outrunning an alligator is something I said I could do. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's other events in the child, in my childhood that I did. Because I can't get on a, on one of those like uh, little robotic cars anymore. I can't fit in that. Yeah, well, you and I both had that. We, we yeah. have that complex. We not, Neither one of us got that, and we were upset about it. Um, and you had like sleepovers growing up, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I did. I think I want to say like five or six years in a row for my birthday. I did sleepovers. Oh, you yeah, hear the blood sports story. Yeah, that, that was in 88. Yeah, that, and then I had, the, I, had, I, had a, I had a couple sleepovers. I did the, the one sleepover where we rented RoboCop, and we just kept rewinding the, the one scene where the woman walked through the locker room over and over for like an hour straight. Yeah. Okay. Then my mom <laughs> walked in and it got real awkward. That's going <laughs> to happen. Texture says, uh, trust me on the inside info, Bailey is the clear backup quarterback. This guy's adamant that he's got inside info and that Harrison Bailey is going to be our number two. We'll see. We'll see if he's right. Texture says, um, I can't read that shirt, buddy. I, I, I can't. It's a, it's a funny shirt. I don't think I can. I, I would if we were back at studio. I don't feel comfortable saying it with all these people around here. <laughs> with the speaker feeding it into the, into the fair. Do you want I, me to read it? Yeah. Sure. Can you go to the text line? It's the it's wear this shirt, TK, and you're halfway speakers. to pull Yeah, it says... He it, still it, goes to the speakers. It says... Uh, oh. I don't care. It's not I, I don't say Yeah, that. like, I stopped me before. Um, it says, I got my nipples pierced to Claire's. <laughs> for the record... Jay laughed. And, and Jay my, laughed. <laughs> for the record, I'm never, I would never pierce my nipples, okay? I have very sensitive nipples. I'm not getting them pierced. I could actually, that's one of the things that I could see you doing, like in high school. I could see you no, being that guy. No, nip, nip, nipple and, and nose are two piercings I would never get. Texas, Trevor's back in the studio because he knows what he's doing, question mark. Well, I mean, <laughs> more, than, more than we do. Texas says, Sean, have you seen my piss? That's, that's the Orange County. Do you have any piercings, Mike? I do not. Never had anything pierced. Would you do a pierce or a tattoo first? Honestly, probably a tattoo. Yeah, I, 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 I pierce, and then just take it out, and then it comes back. I just, I never wanted to have anything pierced. I don't think I got because we were. I, I don't know if it's still a thing with high school kids now. Like Patrick has inside. Shockingly, Trevor and I don't. But like when I know when I was in high school, it was very trendy 
like junior and senior year for the dudes to get like their ears pierced at least at least their left one or, or both and i never just thought it was it was just never something i ever wanted to do i do remember my one of my older brothers because i guess it was trendy when he was in high school in, the, in like the, the late 80s early 90s he, he had talked about all his friends were doing it and he asked my dad if he could get his ears pierced and my dad said sure you just have to find something else to live from now on and so that was <laughs> that was that was the end of that that was that was the kind of house that we grew up in yeah, my brother had his ears pierced for a little bit. It's pretty trendy. Still, it's still a thing. Do, do kids now do, do the one ear, or is it, do you do both ears now? Most of the time, it's both. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Because I, I, yeah, I'm with Mike. Like back in the day, that was very, even, I'm a few years ahead of him, but it was still trendy for me, too, that it was, I can't remember if it was right or left. There was always the stigma of, you know, you know, got to get one. You can't get the other one. Right. Uh, well, left is the one that you, you, know, you, I, you, you I never knew right which was one, the one was which. Dad, yeah, yeah, so, um, but yeah, that was. But I never was yeah big on that too. And I mean, if you want me to go like full goth, I would get like the ear pierced with like the chain going from my from my ear piercing to my nose piercing. Right. I can that. look like the guy like like uh, Eddie's kid in a Vegas vacation. He just keeps being pierced. What can I say? Kid loves eating out of a straw. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was a thing that everybody would do it when they went on spring break. Like a lot of my friends, because I, I never got to go on spring break because we always had baseball. But Nor did like I. freshman sophomore year. When people's parents would say they couldn't do it, they would go down there and they'd come back with pierced ears. I saw one of my best friends who's become like the quietest, most straight-laced dad. He he pierced his ears in high school, and we still have one pic from like freshman year of college where he's got his left earring in, and it's my, it's the funniest picture of all time now because now he's like the most anti. You would never think that he ever would have had his ear pierced, but I still I think I probably would have done. It would have to be something like meaningful though for me to get a tattoo. I wouldn't just get. Yeah, well, you'd have to do tribal your, tattoo on my right arm. Oh God, don't the 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 uh, the 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 the, not the, the uh, Goldberg tattoo that every every sixteen to twenty year old had in the late nineties. The, the barbed uh, wire. Yeah, the barbed wire. I knew at least three people had that tattoo. And Bobby <laughs> Brandon. Yeah, exactly. Well, I knew personally, and I just watched on TV. I mean, I, I've always I said long ago that if, if the, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I would get the old school. Eagle logo, or like Patino did, I'd get the Louisville logo if we won a national title. I have chickened out, obviously, but and this this is not just a bad joke. I mean, I literally the, the amount of effort it would take to, to shave my body to fit a tattoo on it would just be obscenely expensive, I would think. Well, so you're not worried about, about the, the salad too, so he did too. It's a pattern. So you're not worried about the pain. It's more about just the the manscaping. Yeah, oh yeah, it would be it would yeah. You, you th- it would look like the back seat of my car, except instead of Khaleesi here, it'd be mine. Texas says, did you see that Americans have surpassed one trillion dollars in credit card debt? How much has Trevor contributed to that debt? This person, I don't think you have any credit this, card debt. This person actually texted this earlier last week, and I replied to him. I said, I have, I have zero credit card debt. I literally, I uh, I do have one credit card. I've had it for like eight years now. And I've never, I think I've used it once and I paid it off within like a week. I never use it. I, I, it, might, say, I feel like it might be expired the whole, credit, the whole credit card thing to me seems like too much effort for you. I feel like you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to like get a credit card and then like have to remember about paying it. I feel like you wouldn't, it's just not an area that you, you want to keep things sim- as simple as possible. Yeah. I mean, and I think I told this in the text. I was like, I, I, cause, cause I grew up like lower, lower middle class in the eighties to the image of like if you're going to buy something you pay in cash you don't buy stuff you don't have you can't afford to buy and that's just kind of the mentality I grew up on and I've always had like if, if I have something nice I'm going to save up and buy it I'm not going to like 
pay for it when I know I can't afford it and just be put in debt. No. Trevor, what's your credit score? Like low, medium, high? I would love to know this. I think I took this one time. I think it was like seven fifty or something, or seven two fifty. I don't know. It was something fifty. <laughs> what's it out of, Trevor? Trevor, what's the credit score out of? What can it be? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know anything about credit scores. I've never. <laughs> the only. The only. I, mean, I know it said I didn't have any debt. Great like credit it, report. It, it said I owed no like debt collectors or anything when I took it. Like, but, just, but I have no. I'm in that. I, I have bad credit because I have no credit. I've never used credit, so I'm in that kind of boat, which is confusing to me. But I don't care. And then there's no way it's seven fifty. Right? It's yeah. It's like three hundred something. I don't know what it was. I, I took it, but I don't remember what it's it was. A big difference between seven fifty and two fifty. My buddy, the two options. My buddy's wife was like just determined to find out what it was, so I took. I, I did it. And it, it turned out, like I said, it came back and said I didn't owe any credit to any debt to anybody, which is amazing to me because I, I owed like every blockbuster in, in like the Eastern Hemisphere money at one point in the 90s. And, but now I don't. And I just, my, I just don't have, I don't have any credit. My credit score is low because I don't use a credit card. I don't do that stuff. And I'm happy I mean, with that. I either got an A or a D. It was one of those. I can't remember which one. Large difference between those two. Trevor's either going to get a eight or a thirty-four on the ACT. That's probably about right. I wish the credit score, because I had I think I would always forget when I first started paying back my student loans. I used to do that or the car payment. It was before you could do like the recurring payments before that became a thing, and I would always like for, forget. It wasn't because I didn't have the money. I just would, I forgot a couple of times. I remember that I had a couple of nicks on my first credit score the first time I got it. Still because of that, like 18 years ago. So I know, I can't remember what mine is. We, the last time we looked is when we refinanced our mortgage. But I know that mine is not as good as Mary's, which I was not, I was upset about. She's got a good credit. I've got, I've, we both have good credit, but hers was better. See, I don't have car, but I paid for my car all up front, so. There you go. Texture says, make sure your listeners know to avoid Waterson to Sherman Minton. And 65 North by the fairgrounds. They are parking lots right now. There you go. No, they're interstates. Silly. Speaking of parking lots, I am always amazed when we come out here, when I've done this for for radio, just how many people are out here at the state fair. Because you're thinking, you know, I I know that schools out in the county, they're not back yet. I know know, colleges around here, they're not back yet. JCPS is technically still out. But you're still thinking, like, it's Thursday, it's afternoon. There's not going to be that many people. And, like, you pull in, all the parking lots are just stacked with cars. There's people everywhere. It's nuts how many people come out to the State Fair. Um, but that's where we are. We're going to be here, I think, tomorrow as well. Stop by and see us. We're over in the South Wing. C-15 is the name of the pillar. If you see that, you'll see us. We're here for another hour. Come by. Give Patrick the middle finger. Say hi to us. Hey, cough. Sorry. I actually, uh... Thank you. It, one of Trevor's ideas to fix the JCPS buses was to just give all the buses to the elementary and middle schools. And Friday, the elementary and middle schools go back to school, and the high schools don't. Somebody might have been listening. Well, we know Marty, lo- Marty loves the show. I call him Marty Love. Uh, Marty Polio loves the show. Is he being influenced by Trevor Kelsey? Is that what's happening here? I think you the answer is yes. Worse. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, 5 o'clock hours up. We'll play some bold predictions for the upcoming UL football season. We'll get back to you guys on the Thornton's text line. Keep it locked right here. Relevant Show continues next on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X.
All right, 5 o'clock hour here, the Mike Rutherford Show. We are live from the Kentucky State Fair here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Walking around here a little bit during the break, and I ran into what had to, and I'm not saying this to be mean, this is just, it's a factual. It was, it had to have been at least an 85-year-old woman. Just, just a fact. She's sitting there in a, in a wheelchair, just slugging a Bud Light out of one of those gigantic aluminum cans. She's got what I assume is her probably her daughter who looked to be about 60 behind her. And just, like you know, 445 on a Thursday afternoon in public, slamming beer. That's who I want to be at 85. Just no cares in the world, having the time of her life. You don't get that when you're doing a standard studio show in Jeffersonville, though you could get that if you wanted to walk outside in Jeffersonville or uh, on Taylorsville Road. It's the, the ambiance that you come to the Kentucky State Fair for. And honestly, Trevor, I'm, I'm quite frankly, I'm, I'm sad that you're missing it. I'm sad that you're missing the sights and the sounds because this you'd fit right in. This could be this is a very Trevor place. I don't know if I, I'm slightly offended that you're <laughs> people. I mean, I think you would just enjoy the the, the festive atmosphere out here. I tell There's you, a what, lot of people watching. Yeah, there is, and uh, it's funny that you, I mean, it's, it's, it's as you get to a certain age, you start realizing that. The people at the fair kind of had were, were, were ahead of the curve on that one. The fair people may have been, may have been smarter than you when you were at nineteen. I can see that because you know you know I don't give a bleep what people think what I look like. Exactly, I'm going to I'm going to wear what I want. I'm going to feel comfortable, and if you don't like it, turn your head. There's a lot of that going on around here, and it's it's, it's oh, a beautiful yeah. thing. It's a beautiful thing. I'm wearing my uh, Team Taz T-shirt right now. I got my short. I got my uh, CP3 shorts on. Some flip flops. Drop it like it's goth T-shirt. I, I don't have a giant can of Bud Light, but I've got I've got a 22 ounce Mellow Yellow. You will be around. We should say we should we should promo after us. Uh, Little Bats back in action tonight. You can hear the the game right here on 1450 The Big X. 737 first pitch. Uh, you're close. 738. Se- the seven is the seven is 704. Oh. <laughs> 704. Oh. Now that's Charlotte. It's 08 in in, in Iowa. So. so Seven thirty-eight first Seven, pitch. Seven oh eight coverage. Yes, two years and you're starting to get it. Yes. Bam, bam. As uh, bats taking on the Iowa Cubs, looking to bounce back after yesterday's afternoon loss. You'll hear all the action and all the dulcet tones of Nick Curran right here on fourteen fifty, the Big X. Right, we played this game last year. I said game. It's really more of an assignment, and I, 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 I haven't given Patrick or Trevor any heads up about this, so they're going to be working off the cuff. It's the ACT all over again. <coughs> Well, I gave you heads up last year, and I don't think you understood the assignment because I, you know, we're doing we're doing both predictions for the upcoming U of L football season. And think about both predictions; these are kind of like not they're not hot takes; they're they're things that you actually believe are going to happen that probably the average ACC or general college football fan would view as as maybe abnormal. It's just something that's not going against the grain. Let me refer. Sorry, I mean, let me just make clear about this. It's saying something that I think could would happen or could that you happen. will happen will that happen. you think will happen, not could or would will happen. We went through this entire thing last year, and you were like, "I think Louisville's going to be six and zero to start the season." I'm like, "Trevor, we did our season predictions. You don't think that you have us losing the like the two of the first three games. So we're, these are things that you believe will happen." This upcoming season for U of L. Do you mean to go first, Trevor, so you can grasp it a little bit more? Patrick's got one. Uh, yeah, good go, Patrick. I, I'll ride your coattails. Here we I'll go. I'll go. Uh, 
Jamari Thrash, ACC Receiver of the Year. Ooh, that's a that's a bold prediction that I like, and it also kind of you sort of one up one that I have on my list, but that's fine. Trevor, do you have one? Uh, Louisville will be undefeated when they match up with Notre Dame. I think a lot of people are predicting that. It's also kind of one of my bold predictions. Well, let me let me ease it. Well, really, I didn't hear you say it. So you <laughs> I haven't had a chance yet. I haven't gone yet. Well, so then I went first. So you should have gone first. Well, you went second, but well, shut up. <laughs> bold prediction: Jawar Jordan is Louisville's starting running back for the entire season. He does no injuries, no getting replaced. We haven't had this happen in a long time. It's, you, typically, we start the season with one guy who looks like the alpha, and then we end the year with another guy. That's been Jawar Jordan the last couple of years. He's been the, sort of the guy who stepped up at the very end of the season. Last year, we thought Tyon Evans had the goods. He ends up going down. We lose a couple of other guys. I think Jawar's going to stay healthy for the entire season. I think he's going to be a fantastic ring back. I think he, Turner, and Garendo are going to form a really, really capable three-headed rushing attack. That's my first bowl prediction. Turner got a number change. <clears throat> number yeah, what, change. What, what is he now? Well, he, he was like 20 last year, right? He was 20. He's four. Ooh. Ugh. And I was going to say, I was waiting for the Trevor reaction. He hates it. Ugh. And then Garindo is 23. That's I like that. And Jawar Jordan's still 25. Yeah, I okay. like that, yeah. I like Turner's 20. It seems like a burner number. Yeah. Uh, four, four is not really a burner. I think of Patrick Carter when I think of four. I don't know why. I think of Weber. Still sticking out. Uh, Patrick, do you have a uh, second bowl prediction here? I gave you one. I think you prepared. I think we need more of yours. That's fine. Okay. Well, wait a minute. I got, I got another one. Okay, go ahead, Trevor. In, 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 the, in, the, in the spirit of, of winning uh, something of the year, mark it down. Jeff Brom, ACC Coach of the Year. I like that. That's a good bowl prediction. No, I can I see it I happening. Too. I don't want fans being like, "Well, Satterfield did it too." Well, there's that. Yeah, year one. I, I that that does kind of devalue if it does happen this year, where it's like, "Who was our most recent ACC coach of the year?" It's like, "Well, it was the last guy who had a first year and ended up <laughs> yeah. sucking." Yeah. The uh, the Norvell is probably some big competition with that. If Florida State beats Clemson at Clemson, yeah, but they also have such you, the the coach of the year typically. It goes to, like, the most overachieving coach of the year. It like, definitely could be Brent Key at that point, though. I could, yeah, I mean, if, if Georgia Tech – because last year it was uh, the, the, the dude from, from Duke because uh, they overachieved so much. was Delco, Belco. I can't remember his name now. I'm just completely blanking. Uh, but he had such a good season, and everyone thought they were going to be so terrible that that's how he got the award. Same thing with Scott Satterfield. We were coming off of one of the worst seasons a Power 5 conference team has ever had. Mike Elko is the Duke coach. And, you know, we were picked to finish, I think, last in the Atlantic Division. We go 7-5 and five in conference play. Bang. Scott Satterfield's your ACC Coach of the Year. We fit certainly the criteria for that to happen again. I think this is a good bull prediction because we're picked eighth in the ACC. We've got the schedule. If Brom does go, like, 9-3, and three, which is where Vegas has us, and, and included in that those nine wins is at least five or six conference wins, I think he could definitely pick up that award. I think that could definitely happen. Uh, I've I, I got two real quick that will kind of, you guys kind of stole some. I think Jamari Thrash, I was going to say first team all ACC receiver. So you won up me there with going getting receiver of the year, whatever. And then I was going to say Louisville loses one of its first five games before Notre Dame but then beats Notre Dame. I feel like that's kind of the Jeff Brom special where 
you know you're going to be the atmosphere is going to be unreal. The game plan is going to be fantastic. He always gets his teams up for the biggest games in their schedule. But there have been a couple of letdown losses over the year. And honestly, like at NC State the week before Notre Dame, I don't even think you can call that a letdown loss. That's a tough place to play. That will be a good environment. NC State is actually projected to be ahead of us in the final conference standings. There's a very real chance that we're like a five-and-a-half, six-point underdog in that game, even if we're 4-0. So I, I think – as much as I want us to say that we're going to be 5-0 and going into that Notre Dame game, they're going to be 5-0. and Game day is going to be there. I think we're going to have at least one loss. But then Jeff Brom gets the job done in this sort of seminal, he's back, we're back, football's fun again afternoon or early evening out there at Cardinal Stadium. I think that's going to be a fantastic Saturday. So that's my prediction for the first six games. Yeah, the that Jeff Brom team that beat, Ohio State in 2018, the number two ranked Ohio State team with Rondell Moore. They started that year 0-3 with losses to like Northwestern, Eastern Michigan, and Missouri. Ew, woof. Well, hopefully that's Wouldn't not going to Wouldn't Northwestern win like on like a botched field goal attempt at the end of the game or something? Wasn't there like something goofy that happened in one of those games? I think that was the next year with okay. Nevada won. Right. Nevada beat Purdue on a game-winning field goal. There was, there was some kind really of antics sure. at the end of a game, I think, that like happened that was crazy. I remember that they cost Purdue a game. That's the which year. All right, here's my my next new bold prediction since I just kind of laid out two that you guys overshadowed. Ashton Galade does not win ACC Defensive Player of the Year, but he gets votes. He does the Yasir Abdullah thing where we're like, he probably deserves it, maybe he deserves it, but the ACC never lets us have anything, so he doesn't get it, but he gets some votes. I think he's going to be a monster this year for us. That alone is not a bold prediction, but the no. getting votes for Defensive Player of the Year, I think, is, is, is bold. I was thinking, cause I was thinking about doing something like uh, Patrick went a little all-in all in the deep end with the uh, you know Player of the Year or whatever, but... I was it's a bold prediction. Yeah, I like it. And I'm, I'm more team. I'm more. Of, I'm leaning towards Coleman and Thrash, but I'll, I'll take either one. Uh, my, one of mine was thinking like a Louisville will have at least one offensive defensive player on the first three teams of the ACC. Okay, like one on each. One in each. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bold prediction number five for me. Have we had one in each in, since we've been in the ACC? First team. Yeah, but no. First team, second team, and third team. One, no, we just no. Yeah, I'm sure we have on both offensive and defense. No, just one on. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, like six total players. No, no, two, just two total players. A player that's either on the first, second, or third offense, and a player that's either on the first, second, or third defense. Oh no, yeah, we've definitely had that. We definitely okay. did that. I'm yeah. not sure. Um, sixth bowl prediction here. Or fifth. Isaac Arendo, at least five touchdowns. I think he's going to be your short yardage guy. I think you bring him in. When you get, you know, we've we've used Malik Cunningham in that role. He, he's been our de facto third and goal from the two. Malik's gonna, you know, you have the run pass option. We don't have that as much with Jack Plummer. I think the heavy package. You bring Garendo in. He sniffs out touchdowns. He's gonna get at least five this year. If he were a fantasy player, everybody would hate him because he's stealing points away from Jawar and Maurice. But I think he's gonna be a touchdown, not a touchdown machine, but he's gonna rack up the TDs this touchdown year. Touchdown merchant. That. Touchdown merchant. A little theft. Is, is, is it a bold prediction to say Pierce Clarkson takes a snap in a regular season game? No, I think that's going to happen. I mean, I'm, I'm with I'm you not there. I'm the situation. It could be we're up big, maybe we're down big, maybe somebody gets injured, but Pierce Clarkson plays in a regular season game. Let me ask you all this, because I, I was going to use this in a bold prediction, and I wasn't 
sure where I felt on it. Do you think Jack Plummer starts every game this year? That was I was thinking about making that one, but I, 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 eased, yeah, I eased off on it and went with the, what I went with. Let's clarify. Starts every game if he's healthy. Yes. No, no, you think every game this yeah. year if he's healthy, not, not getting so. benched? Yeah. Because, I mean, Malik's had a lot of health problems. There were a couple games a couple of years ago, I think, where he just didn't start because he wasn't playing well enough. Like, he kind of bounced back and forth between the starting job. So it's been a while that we've had, since we've had a guy that started every single game for an entire season. In the last couple of years, it's been injury-related. But I'm, yeah, I think if Plummer's healthy the entire year, I don't think he's going to be. the quarterback started all 12? Probably Lamar. Kelly Dickey. It's got to be 2017. I think Lamar started all every one of those games. 2018, definitely, because we had like five different quarterbacks that year and ended it with Malik. Malik's been hurt every year since then at least once. So, yeah, I would say 2017. But I think it's going to happen this year, as long as Plummer stays healthy. I think he's the guy. All right. Um, last bowl prediction. Are you ready for it? And I reserve the right to change my mind once we get to official prediction time the week of, of the Georgia Tech game. But here we go. I'm going full Trevor Kelsey on this one. We're beating Kentucky. I was, I was thinking about doing that too. We're beating Kentucky. You and you can say it's not bold based on the pre- – it absolutely is bold given what's happened the last four times these teams have played and the fact that UK – I mean, it's not like it should be a terrible Kentucky team. They should be pretty good again. They're a fringe top 25 team in both polls. Uh, I think they're picked to finish fourth in the SEC East. It's a team that most people expect to win six, seven, eight games, somewhere in that range, a clear bowl team. And they have not just beaten us, they have blasted us the last four times we've played. All that aside, I think it's happening. I think Thanksgiving weekend this year, we're over the hump. We end the regular season on the highest possible note and bring the Governor's Cup back where it belongs. Bring Little Howard back. I already, I already started shopping for outfits for Little Howard on Amazon last night. We need one of your mom's Crown Royale bags just to shove it in <laughs> TJ Walker's face. It, is it Little Howard or Lil Howard? Lil Howard. Well, it'll, be, it'll, become, it'll become Lil Howard when we have him. Maybe Little Howard for the UK, the nerds over there. He's little, he's little H when we get him over to Taylorsville Road. Little it's H. happening. H-Dog. <laughs> Lil H-Dog. Do you guys have any more? Anything else? Uh, Tickle your fans. I, mean, I, I thought about doing Kentucky as well, but I, I, I thought it would just be kind of – wouldn't be right if I did it after I've been wrong the last two years predicting it. So I'm glad you took that one from me. I can't think of any other uh, what would be extremely bold dis- uh, predictions at this point. I got one more for you then. All right. Joey Gatewood's finding the end zone this year. Oh, oh wow. Well, no yeah. doubt. <laughs> it's happening. Joey Gatewood in the end zone at least once but this year. Joey Gatewood, Josh Lifson, Jamari Johnson, the three J's at the tight end spot. Gonna all be scoring? They might all score in one game. Who's the, somebody else has been getting tight end run there out there too the last couple of days? I, I, I saw think those are the big three. I think they've been the big three. I saw a couple of reports recently though that there was like one other person, and now the name is just completely escaped. If it doesn't start with a J, I don't want him. He can he can block. <laughs> We're all Josh, Jamari, and Joey over here. Is it bold to say that Thrash and Coleman both top a thousand yards receiving this season? I think that's bold. That's yeah. bold. Yeah. Very bold. When's the last time Louisville had two thousand yard receivers? We had a thousand last year. Did Damian Copeland ever do it the same season? Nate Kurisky is who I'm thinking of, by the way. Um, Copeland probably hit a thousand yards. Or maybe a Des Fitzpatrick 2-2 Atwell. 
possibly. I don't know if Dez ever got over that. No, he didn't. Dez never got more than 600 yards receiving in a season. Yeah, I was going to say. That I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, the last time we had two, I don't know if we've, I mean, it's probably been a long, long time, if ever, that we've had two 1,000-yard I mean, wide receivers. John L. Smith days, possibly, I guess. Maybe. I mean, Redmond threw the ball so much, I would think that we maybe, uh, Arnold Jackson had it, but Ivan Green ended up at 884, so no. Uh, I'm just looking through stats right now, thinking I'm going to find it. No, Arnold Jackson was the only 1,000-yard receiver we really had on those teams. Yeah, thousand yards is a lot for a season. It is. That's I mean, and we've had multiple seasons where we've had thousand yard, at least one. But yeah, having two, and I think I don't think that's too bad. I think this offense will be that explosive. Yeah, if they both get a thousand. That's also a hell of a season for Jack Plummer, I would say. So, I agree. Yeah. Somebody else can do the research there. I'm not sure if it's ever if it's ever happened. I don't think it's. I, ever, I don't think it has. Probably not. Thornton's. Uh, well, I mean, all I can think of is that 2007 season where you know we. Weren't good, but we had so many passing yards. I know Harry Douglas had a incredible season. Arudia was still no. Arudia was gone. Somebody else may have gotten racked uh, up some. Two thousand six, we came very close. Douglas had twelve sixty five, and Arudia was nine seventy three. That's that is that's I think that's probably the closest we've. That come was the twelve and one season. Yeah, um, yeah, that's about as close as I think I've come. And I just I've been starting back at ninety five and then working my way up. Yeah, and in. Oh seven, Harry had almost twelve hundred yards receiving, but nobody else had more than six fifty five. Gary Barnage, or really actually, uh, he was on that team. In the in oh six, Harry Douglas he had twelve sixty five, and you already had nine seventy three. Is that what he just said? Trevor just said that. Yeah. I, know, I, I know you're doing your own research. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. That, uh, that how you feel with me, Mike? <laughs> it's a, I, was, I wasn't gonna say it, but it's exactly. It was a very me moment. Yeah, I know. It's okay. <laughs> Everything comes full circle around uh, here. I guess so. Are right, your bold predictions now on the Thornton's text line? 502-414-1450. Again, you have to actually think that these are going to happen. No, just Louisville's going to go 14-0 and and then go to the playoff. Like, if you truly believe that, fine. But if if it's just something that you want to happen, we can. You know, that, that's, that's a conversation for a different day. Texter says, Quincy Riley and Jarvis Brownlee are both all ACC Keith has me hyped. Oh, Keith loves Quincy Riley. I love Quincy Riley too. I saw. I mean, people keep doing this thing about with Quincy Riley where they compare his stats to other cornerbacks that are considered to be like preseason All Americans, the best in the country. And Riley's stats stack up against anybody else. I, I think with, yeah, with with Trey Clark gone, with some of the other guys gone, he steps in and is immediately your your CB one. And people are going to have to avoid him, which I think is a, it's why you went out and you've you know, you've got. Storm Duck now. You've, you've got another cornerback. You've got options over there that can punish teams if they choose to just actively avoid Quincy Riley. But both those guys. I mean, Jarvis Brownlee, he was good last year. I think it got overshadowed by the fact that, you know, when cornerbacks get beat, everybody can see it. It's the most vulnerable position on the football field. And he had a couple of games where he got picked on a little bit, namely the Florida State game, the tall guy kind of lit him up. Guess what? He's tall. He, 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 you know, Jarvis Brownlee could only do so much, and I think that got heightened a little bit because he was going up against his former team. But when he was good, he was really good. When he was bad, he got he got lit up a couple times, but for the most part, he was very reliable last year. i like to point out, Brahms last year at Western, he had 2,000-yard receivers. Tawan, uh, that may- t- t- uh, Taewon Taylor had 1,700 yards, and Nicholas Norris had a 1,300 yards. It makes me feel better about your prediction. I and, like that. Javon Taylor was in the kickball game. His second to last year, he almost had it at back-to-back years. Uh, Nicholas Norris finished with 971, while Taylor had uh, 1,400. 
So nice. And he had a third receiver with 844 yards in Jared Dangerfield. So Jeez. And then last year they just had, who was the, the All-American they had? I feel like they just threw to him every play. Last year at Purdue? Yeah. Charlie Jones. Charlie Jones was a beast. Yeah, he almost had they, They've that. always been like one guy. Yeah. Rondell Moore, and then David Bell, and then Charlie Jones last year. Well, the year he came close to Purdue when Milton Wright had like over a little bit over nine hundred, and David Bell had a thousand one year at Purdue. David Bell, I can just see Mike's upset when you say David Bell. Oh yeah, bug at him. <laughs> we had a good. We, hey, we had a good night last night. If he chooses to not play the left hand bats the next time we face a lefty. I'm going to have a problem. If T.J. Frito doesn't play every game from now now on, David Bell needs to be charged for war crimes. I say, Votto got an RBI off a lefty last night. Like, just play your best players. It's simple. Fairchild, fine. He had a bomb. Leave him in. No more Kevin Newman. No more T.J. Hopkins. No more, um, who's the guy we just called up? Played the other night. No more him. No more Henry Ramos. Sorry. No more guy. Oh, no yeah, more guy. Ramos, the guy that's on my single-A dynasty team. Henry Ramos. We, I mean, he just he doesn't need to be playing in big games. He's Votto, like a, Benson, and Friedel should play every night. It's like a 51 rating on MLB. Very I, simple. I bat right-handed. Do you think I could play over Will Benson when they I, face a lefty? Should you? No. Would David <laughs> Bell do it? Yes. Absolutely. I bat right-handed. Te- Texas has two predictions from me. One, Louisville leads the league in interceptions by defense this year. I like that. Two... We have at least three crowds over 45K legit, not just numbers. I mean, the first one day would be one. Notre Dame should be one. Murray State, I think, should be right there, too, assuming that we take care of business against Georgia Tech in week one. I think the Murray State crowd will be good. Yeah. Kentucky could be a third, then. Kentucky could be a third. The, the, the glow the, game? The glow only game? thing. God, the, I'm so excited for the, the glow, glow game. game? I think about the Glow game last night, actually. The, th- the only thing about the U.K. game, I mean, you'll have good numbers because U.K. fans will be there as well. But we are, let's just say it, like, like even when we've had things to play for, the, the games in November, when it gets a little cold, we don't like the cold that much. The fans don't show up. We had a game where we needed to beat UConn in 06 to win the Big East and give us a, ourselves a chance of going to the BCS. And we, it was like the lowest attended game of the year because it was so cold. So I... Hey, uh, the UK games have done pretty well over the years, even since they moved it to November. I think that would have a, a realistic shot, and God knows the Glow game. The Glow game should be a sellout. It should be 60K at that place. I mean, it also depends on where Kentucky's season's going as well. For sure. But I, I think that's a – I agree with the second prediction there. The first one, yeah, interceptions are kind of – so much of it is luck. Like, you need – it, it is a team award. You need a good secondary to produce a ton of interceptions, but you also need – a front seven that gets in the backfield, that puts pressure on quarterbacks, that forces them to make bad decisions. And then you need just like games that we had against Wake last year where nothing's going right for them and their quarterback's just throwing the ball directly to our guys. So, And ideally your secondaries or an individual corner is playing so good that they're not throwing the ball at them. Yeah. So I like the prediction. I hope it happens. But it's a, t- it's a tough one to really latch on to. Texas, Mike, you prefaced your prediction of beating UK by saying you reserve the right to change your prediction. Do you really believe that is going to happen? Right now, yes. When I get to the the official Mike Rutherford predictions, which I always do the week before the first game, I don't know. I don't know how the mood's going to strike me. I really and truly think, as of right now, I'm going to pick us to beat UK. But who knows? I, mean, I may 
Who knows? Some more new information may come to light. I don't know. Texas says, oh, my gosh, these are a lot of, of bold predictions. I like them, though. It says, Quincy Riley will have more INTs than Brownlee. Not that bold. Quincy Riley has the highest PDI on defense. I like that. Storm Duck leads the secondary in sacks. Louisville finishes in the top 10 in INTs, another INT prediction. Mason Rieger finishes in the top three on defense in fumbles recovered. We're going very specific here on this list, and We're I love it. We're going very defense-minded, too. I mean, is it just, does it feel more bold to make a defense? Well, he's got like 30 here. I'm trying to skip to the biggest ones, but this guy, I love it. I love where his head is. What's he's the all most football. specific one? The most specific one, uh, Toffee Thomas leads the DL in pass deflections. Oh, that's I good. love it. Uh, TJ Quinn will lead the will lead all linebackers in total tackles this year. The U of L defense finishes top twenty five in total defense, top thirty in sacks, top twenty in turnovers, and top thirty in third down conversion percentage. Ooh, top thirty third down conversion percentage. <laughs> Jamari Johnson will lead all tight ends in yardage, but Gatewood will have more TDs. I like that prediction actually. Even though I'm not a big Penn style guy. Isaac Garendo has the best TD per carry average. I think that that's going along with, with what I was saying. Being a touchdown hawk. Touchdown merchant. Jawar and Mo Turner both finished in the top 40 in running back total TDs like that. Chris Bell has the best yards after catch for wide receiver. Plummer throws for over 3,700 yards. And then Plummer throws a career high of TDs. I think the last one's a good one. I think Coleman leads the receivers in yards after catch, though. That's, I, I would go with you on that one. I think he's going to be the he's real shifty, short yardage guy, real five yard crossing route. Bam, take it to the house. Would I you also s- really like to throw screens to Kevin Coleman and like the practices and stuff. Would you say Plummer? Nope, don't top, give away secrets. Man. Top three in passing yards leads in the ACC passing yards next year. Ooh, I mean, the ACC is loaded with quarterbacks this year and a lot of offenses that want to throw at a ton. For, right, for, 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 for the record, if you take his season last year, he would have finished fourth in passing yards in the ACC. But they only, threw it a ton because they were always behind at Cal. Yeah, only three quarterbacks threw for over 3,000 yards. And we're always going to be ahead. Last year. One of them or two of them, are, or one of them's gone. Two of them are gone. I, I think he should have a more well-balanced offense this year. So I'm going to say no. And that's... It's not a knock on him. It's a testament to our run game and how good I think it's going to be. I mean, Plummer, for comparison, so that's Ross texting in all these predictions. He, he, he says Plummer's going to throw for 3,700 yards this year. He, they threw it a ton at Cal last year, and he threw for about 3,100 yards. Exactly, yeah. But I do think that his last prediction about the totals, touchdowns, is going to be right. He threw 21 last year at Cal. I think he throws more than 21 this season. I think he's going to throw about 25 He's going to throw 26. I, right in that range. I'm with you. I think that's going to happen. I mean, DJ Hopefully the interception number 22 seven. last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Texas says, my bull prediction, intern Jenna makes a guest appearance during the season, and Patrick gets very drunk his first week of college. Not a bull prediction. I don't think either of those are going to happen. Uh, I don't think so either. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think we're gonna see. We're never gonna see intern Jenna again. She's gone. She's done. She did bring Where is Texas, she? though. She graduate? Uh, I think she did. She yeah. She texted us that someone recognized her voice out in public from the show, which was nice, but also kind of creepy. <laughs> I haven't had that happen. <laughs> I've never once been recognized really. Well, I guess I kind of did when I went to AEW. Someone did say something to me, but the the, the closest I ever came was when I was at the UL baseball game and somebody thought I was Zach McCray. 
You took selfies with people at the wrestling show, you said. You I didn't said take a selfie. Said, I don't think I remember taking a selfie, but I did, I did, somebody did say, hey, they liked the show and, and recognized me, yeah. Uh, I think you told me somebody, you, t- you said on air, somebody came up and took a picture with you. I don't remember taking a picture. But it happened. You said it, it happened. Short-term memory. Texture said... Texture says, was that the defensive coordinator texting in those predictions? That was our guy Ross. <laughs> he's, he's big on the Louisville defense this year. I like it. This is Mike, it is. do you like the newly redesigned S in the official Louisville Woodmark? I did notice this. They've changed the yeah, – the, the S stands out a little bit more. I don't like it. You don't I don't like think it? it fits the font. What are we talking it's, about? I, okay. When they write Louisville like the official word mark – the S, the, it's not pointy anymore. It's like a normal looking S. Instead of the point. I like actually do like look. it. I do like it. I, I wish they would change some of the other ones to make it like stand out less. But I do, I do it, like it. Because all the other ones are super pointy. That V, pointy. The V is very pointy. <laughs> the V, and it being right next to the S is a tough look. It, it makes it stand out for sure. The V is the, v is the most I don't want to say the word, use the word obnoxious, but it definitely stands out more than the other ones. But I'll, to answer the question, I do like it. Um, Trevor's got no idea what we're talking Not about. Not a okay. freaking clue. It's okay. No it's okay. idea what you guys are talking about. We're going to take our last break. When we come back, we'll uh, take text, wrap up the show. Whatever you got, you got about 20 minutes to get your thoughts in at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Patrick Ryan's here. Trevor Kelsey's at the studio. We're back for the last segment after this on 1450 The Big X. Is that cake still standing, by the way? Uh, I still got about half. I ate about half of it. Yeah, I got to I gotta put this publicly out there. Mother Rutherford loved the baking. The cake was awesome. My mom enjoyed some of it last night as well. Only downfall is I have had to drink some milk, so hopefully, the, hopefully the, uh, the lactose doesn't hit me over the weekend. It's a good couple of days for us to be away from the Jeffersonville Probably, studio is what yeah. it sounds like. But it is awesome cake. I I know I jokingly said that when you when you gave it to me, but after eating it, I, how you are skinny just baffles me. Like, yeah, she. I mean, you've got to. Your bro, I've never met Oliver. They, they've got to be chunky, right? They're not. My brothers I mean, are very, very thin, very in shape. Man, just, I mean, you're, so my sister's time. My sister weighs like hundred pounds. I, mean, I don't even think she weighs hundred pounds. Moms can bake. Does, is dad a little overweight? I mean, no. I mean, dad looks good for for being seventy-seven. He's. Oh. Yeah, he's we all just—we uh, probably have like latent diabetes, but uh, we're <laughs> somehow—I don't know—digestive systems. I don't know. Oof, man, I just yeah, it's good though. I, I, I appreciate the bacon. I'm not used to home, home hometown uh, old school bacon. I'm used to just getting stuff from the store, so it's nice. Nothing like, like it. Yeah, it is a nice little change of pace. It's always good. And the car—we uh, are live. Awesome. We are live here at the Kentucky State Fair. Patrick Ryan is here. 
Trevor Kelsey's back in Jeffersonville, running the hell out of this show here on 1450 and 961 The Big X. We've got about 16 minutes left. I want to hear from you guys. If you've got thoughts to get in on the Thornton sex line, now's the time to do it at 502-414-1450. We have Gary Stoken from the uh, Peach Bowl, who also runs the Aflac uh, kickoff game that Louisville's going to play in in 15 days down there in Atlanta. On the show at 3.30, we've talked about the quarterback situation at UofL, Jack Plummer, and then this new Harrison Bailey stuff coming up. Uh, we've talked about the uh, our bold predictions for the upcoming football season. We haven't talked about this, and I did want to mention it. The, the, the stuff going on with, with Wesley Cox, and they had a, a press conference about it. Wesley Cox, former UofL basketball star, who recently has, has had a medical emergency that forced him to have both of his legs amputated below the knee. Uh, he, he had an infection that caused some poor circulation. And that's, as Kenny Klein put it in the press release, it's def- a devastating procedure for anyone, but it's especially amplified when it's somebody who was once a terrific athlete that rose to the professional ranks. Uh, Wesley's worked and lived in Louisville's entire life. Top 20 scorer all time at UofL, top 20 rebounder all time at UofL was inducted into the UofL Athletics Hall of Fame in 1991. Four-year starter back in the day, prior to his time, was a star at Mel High, uh, led the, the Bulldogs to a combined 83-17 and 17 record as a three-year starter, and was uh, named Kentucky's Mr. Basketball in 1973. They've set up a GoFundMe to help him if, if you want to donate to that. Uh, I'll put the link up on Twitter later. You can find it on the GoCards.com Twitter account or the GoCards.com website under the Wesley Cox story. But he did a press conference today, talked to the media a little bit about his situation. Very sad to hear uh, what's going on with him. And if you want to help and you have the means to do so, certainly encourage you to to make that happen. Um, Again, about 15 minutes here. 502-414-1450. We'll get to to all your your texts. If you've got bold predictions and you want to get those in as well, you can still make that happen. Texas says, final bold prediction for me. TJ Capers has at least three sacks this year. I don't know if TJ Capers is playing this year. That's that that'd be my main concern. I think that would be kind that makes of it a, even more bold. It's very bold. If he has three this year. I don't know if we're gonna see TJ Capers this year, and if we do, I think it's it sounds like it might be more like he gets playing time later in the year when he gets healthy and we don't play him more than four games so he can maintain that red shirt. I don't know, I'm just speculating. But it certainly sounds, the, the way that Jeff has talked about him when he's been brought up during this, this preseason um, has made it sound like the injury is going to certainly keep him out at the beginning of the season and might be something that, that keeps him from being a real impact freshman this year. I don't know. If he's unable to play early in the season, that kind of kills that prediction. Because if that prediction is going to come true, I could see him uh, doing it in a very small dosage against maybe Murray State in a blowout and then still redshirting. But, yeah. Having, yeah, but if he's not playing early in the year, that's the only way I can see that prediction kind of coming to fruition. Texture says, uh, we need Trevor to dress <laughs> like Thumper from the butterfly effect for his ACT picture. That is the – do you remember the, the, like there was he, the, the yeah, kid – Ethan, Ethan Suplee. He's one of my he, favorite yeah. actors. Yeah. He played Frankie the Enforcer on, on Boy Meets World. Yeah, he's that's in, how I he's, know him. He's a regular to every Kevin Smith movie. He's in Mallrats, Chasing Amy. He's in everything. Uh, he was in my, one of my favorite shows. My name is Earl. Uh, his dad actually was uh, had a small role in that show as well. 
Yeah, he's. Uh, Do you remember what he looked like in that movie, though? Yeah, he had like Sean Patrick. Didn't, the didn't he have the spiked hair or something? I think at one point. Yeah, that the, the spiked hair that made him look like a starfish. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, had yeah. very much the makeup, the the nose ring piercing, the kind of see through shirt. Yeah, I see, yeah. I think we could make maybe just make that your picture. You don't have to even dress up like him. Just make that the picture that you send in. It looks a lot like when I tried to dress as the Great Muda for Halloween. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't have that. I don't have. I don't have enough hair to do the. Uh, you don't. Spike. That's gonna be yeah, the, the punk rock spike. Maybe you need some extensions. I mean, we can do you that. Could put hair in hair. I didn't know you could. You could put hair in there. So I learned that today. Uh, Texas says, as far as the Trevor hasn't done list is concerned, eating a salad is still on the list. Oh. Yeah, but, the, but those aren't things that, like, salad's not something that you want to do. We're talking about things that you've never done that you want to do, like sledding, which well, still blows well, my mind, slip and slide. Most people did as children that I never had the opportunity. Yeah, the yeah. bachelor party. These are things that most people, I feel like, children. have done. Find true love, ride a horse. These are like th- like that type of thing. Most people have eaten a salad, but it's not something that's on. I think anybody's bucket list. Uh, I like, think nobody. I can't wait to eat a salad. And then when I do, I don't want to hear one more piece of crap from these textures again once I finish this first this next salad. Here's the thing: you Ever don't accident you don't accidentally not eat a salad by the time you're 43. If you've gone 43 years without eating a salad, it's absolutely by design. You've gone out of your way oh, to yeah. not eat salads, which salad, is exactly yeah. the situation here. I've never put down a full salad. You never put down a full salad? No. Yeah, you I hate salad. No, I haven't. <laughs> but if someone was I've like, hey, here's a slip and slide, I don't, I don't love it. it. Well, yeah, exactly. Patrick's now saying he's never eaten a salad. What is going on at this station? I mean, salad's not like the greatest thing in the world, but I've certainly eat- I'd eaten some by the time I was 18. Come on, guys. Eat a salad. Texture says, <laughs> I don't even know what this means. The age-old story of the RoboCop circle jerk. Been there, done that. I don't even know what that <laughs> yes, was. That said, one of my sleepovers, we rented a RoboCop. <laughs> oh, God. That's, and we, that's and, and we, and we basically spent an hour rewinding and watching over and over <laughs> the random scene where the girl walks topless through the uh, locker room. That was the same birthday I got my skateboard <laughs> and my nunchucks, by the way. Everything we go, everything oh. we say goes over a speaker into the fair. I know. I... I, I <laughs> What? <laughs> like those fair people haven't that's watched the whole cop scene. That's my <laughs> fault. Hand up. That's on me. That, that, that's, that's 100% on me. I should have known better. Texas says, so many options for Trevor's ACT picture, and then sends in a far side calendar oh, comic classic. of the dude <laughs> pushing in on the door that clearly says pull uh, above it. Also sends in a, uh, this is a Latrell Sprewell bobblehead photoshopped with your head on it. <laughs> when I was yelling after I scored my goal in the uh, Trevor tries it. You, you fell on your head? I, I didn't fall on my head. I, I did slip at one point and I mean there was rumor of a concussion. I don't know. I did smoke gasoline for a day or two, but that's no here there. <laughs> Probably because uh, you swallowed the cigarette you were smoking while trying to play soccer. Everybody likes to point everybody likes to put put out the gif of, of you know, of me falling and me getting caught in the net like a dolphin. But no one like no one no, no one has puts enough. I think someone tweeted it, and I wish they'd find. And maybe I can find it. Maybe he didn't tag you. But someone did tweet at me one time to give of when I actually did score, and hit the, and scored the goal on TJ. Everybody forgets that one. Score? That's, that's I impressive. did score. Also, yes, we get caught in the net too. It's those things are difficult. They are a little difficult. Mm-hmm. Nets nets are designed to catch things. 
Thank you. That's what nets do. That's how it happens. Texture says the ACT guy is full of bleep. My friend is a proctor for the ACT at Power. Trevor is good to go. There you go. Thank you. He also calls you the blockbuster bandit for not paying your, <laughs> your, oh, your late you have, fees. I, I guarantee if you went to my storage unit, there's probably blockbuster boxes still in there. Trevor, I think you need to, one of your little cross-country road trips needs to end you up in Washington at the last it's blockbuster. Gone. I think closed like two years ago, dude. No, there's one in Oregon. No, oh, the I, Oregon no, one. Whichever is the last one is the one I'm talking about. Yeah, there's one that's still open today. I, well, I thought that. I know. I know what you're talking about. I thought it actually closed eventually. No, I think it's still open. I think as of like last year, it's still I, open. I knew, I knew it was like Pacific Northwest. Yeah, it's in somewhere. Bend, Oregon. Yeah, it's still yeah. it's still there. Okay, I knew. I know what you're talking about. I, just, I thought it closed like during. You need to return those. You it's need become to like a tourist attraction. Yeah. You need to get a T-shirt. Okay, what if you? What if you, you went all the way to the last? What if you went all the way to the last blockbuster and you wanted to like buy something as, you know, it's, it's, it's a... There's it's a the t-shirt that says like last blockbuster yeah. ever. And, and they look you up and they're like, well, you owe $16,000 worth of late fees, so we're not going to let you... You can't buy this, this You're actually t-shirt. under arrest. No, yeah, we're, we're actually going to need you to leave the store. What if I walk immediately. in there and be like, hi, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. I forgot to return this. It's like a... I'll just take them like Super Mario's or something. It's no. RoboCop. Yeah, like RoboCop. And I'm like, do I owe a late fee? It's like a BHS of something. It's like you owe fifteen grand for Adam's family values. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna need that back. Texas says, "Bravo, Trevor. Meet me halfway is an all-timer." Oh, it's a great song. Very underrated Kenny Loggins song. Texas, my dream job is to get a job at the state fair for the week. I feel like I'm qualified enough. I could drive. Yeah. Get a, I could get a job driving a golf cart, ordering people around. My goal every day would be to drink beer on the clock all day. Would have to Uber to and from work every day. Just get hammered for 10 days straight. Strange goal for a 43-year-old. Did you send that text to our own text line, Trevor? No. I have, Trevor doesn't drink alcohol. I've had, I've right. had what, I don't know what the count was, 30, 40-plus jobs or whatever in my lifetime. By far, working at State Fair was maybe the worst job I ever had. Really? I hated oh, I hated it. Hated Why? every minute of it. I, I, the, the pay was not nowhere near worth the, what, the, the, what I had to deal with going with doing that fair. I hate it. The only job maybe com- that would compete with being worse than that was when I sold the uh, the trinkets uh, off the uh, shopping cart at the um, at the parade during the Derby Festival. That oh, was, I can see that being bad. Oh, that job was all oh, that was squat. I ca- I kind of worked the fair a little bit. I was say, is that really even a job though? What working? It depends what you like, what, what I did or the trinket sales. I mean, no, it was just today. It was like it was just make a hundred bucks and you're just go sell these for the day. But it still wasn't worth it. I mean, it sets up like nine hours and dealing with kids running by, grabbing stuff and running off, and people just messing. With. It was horrible. I hated it. I think I Texas, I, I don't even uh, in the car. I think it's left. Well, that sounds about right. <laughs> Texas, meet me halfway. The theme song for Over the Top as well. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm not putting it on the list, but have you seen Over the Top? I've never seen Over the Top. The greatest, I, greatest. I, I know. Movie I know. Ever. I know everyone. I, I, it is one that I do need to watch, legitimately. I feel like it's gotten like a very cult following in the last like twenty years because of its cheesiness. It has. Yeah. It's it's definitely like I didn't know about it. I think it popped up on an OC episode. It was like the first time that I'd ever heard about it, and now it keeps popping up in in pop culture. I had the arm wrestling kit, the toy set that, for that movie when I was young. Texas says there are at least three TK signs throughout the season. I don't even know what that means signs like what of like of like the apocalypse or something or 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what that's in reference to. I may have missed something there. Texas, have you watched Hijack on Apple TV yet? It's probably Idris Elba's best role to date. I haven't, but I have heard good things about it. He's Mr. Popular now, isn't he? He always has been. He's a good-looking man. Yeah, Stringer Bell. Yeah. Killing it. We did not talk about the... Did you watch the, the Manziel doc? Oh, no. Again, I forgot. I guess I watched Kingpin and Digstown last night, and I forgot about watching the Manziel thing, damn it. I watched the first half. It's only like an hour long. Yeah, I watched that's, that's 35 minutes of it. Jeez, it's an hour bad. and 10 minutes, and I watched 35 minutes. Did you, hey, so, the new Madden came out. Uh, what do you want me to do? Well. Oh, Madden came out? I thought Madden was next week. No, if you pre-ordered it, you got it Tuesday, and everybody else gets it tonight. Huh. <laughs> Why do you buy new ones? You just play franchise. Yeah, I get the I new need, one because I, I play roster, team. I need the roster updates and stuff. God. Is the gameplay exactly the same? Pretty no, much. the gameplay is like exactly the same every year. Yeah. I get a new one because I play Ultimate Team with all my friends. Oh. I'll be honest with you. Patrick, Do you invite Trevor you, to play with you? You say that, but I, he doesn't I, play Ultimate Team. Oh. I put together so many like uh, simulated drafts and updated the rosters myself. I actually didn't buy last year's Madden. I played 22 all through the year. So I mean, you're you, you aren't off on that. Did you ever? Uh, Do you ever play like one of the franchises with other people? No. And like everybody drafts, and like no, I don't have it's like thirty-two people. No, I don't have both enough friends or patience, uh, friends with that much patience <laughs> to do it. The only two people I, I know that would do that are both married with kids, or at least married in general. So they, yeah, they're just like whatever. Yeah, we don't have the patience to do that stuff. Texas, says, please take the ACT as Ethan play in American History X. No, don't don't do that. Okay, I mean, it, what a great actor though. I mean, he, he's. he's He's always never the star guy, but he's got dozens of great movies he's been in. It's called Range, my friend. All over the place. Although I don't think he's been in anything in like 18 years. No, he has to have been, hasn't he? I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, I mean, is my name Earl Earl that guy? It's been a while now, yeah. Texas, guys, salads are not bad. Salads are not bad. I like salads. Good salad's good for you. No comment from either two salad haters. Do you, now, Patrick, do you actively hate salads or you just you just haven't had them? I just don't really, like, if I go out to eat, I'm just not ordering a salad. Well, you, you know, if you get, like, a, a salad with dinner, like, your, your salad comes with, your, your entree comes with a Caesar salad before. You're just not eating it? You're just I, not getting I it? I don't, I don't know if I've ever had that happen. What's wrong with you? He wasn't they bring me a salad you. first? You heathens. I don't know what to do with you, either one of you. Manzel uh, Doc, Quick thought, because we got it. God, I mean, like, like, very congested today. Quick thought. If you haven't seen it yet, I do think it's worth your time. I will say the best stuff is the stuff that's already out there on, like, Twitter on the Internet. Like, the, yeah. the, the clips of you know, him saying he watched zero film, the clips of um, <clears throat> him saying, you know, he... When I started signing the, the the first time I signed the autographs, it was a slippery slope. Like, like all of that stuff's the best stuff. The, the the little minutia is good, but there's not like a huge piece of the puzzle that you haven't heard yet yeah. that comes out. The oil money. Yeah, the yeah him saying that he and his his friends basically invented the he came from oil money storyline to explain how he had all the money. That was that was pretty wild. But yeah, you, you've you've kind of seen all the best stuff that's out there. I think it's still worth your time. It's wild to me. Like, you watch him. And you're thinking it's going to kind of be like, God, I'm so flemmy. 
you know, think it's going to kind of be like this redemption story. Like he's turned his life around. Like I really don't think he's changed that much. I think he just kind of is. Yeah, he's 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 like just partying and everything. Yeah, he's still trying to figure out like where to go from here. He does sound more mature, but it's not like he. I don't think he feels apologetic or anything like that. And I'm not sure that he really should for some of the stuff. But should it's probably uh, apologize to the Browns for their waste of a number one overall pick. He should. It's also kind of on the Browns as but well. But plenty of people should have to do that. He should. They should. Didn't a homeless uh, guy tell the Browns owner to take him? That's the story. That, that, that is the story. All right, tonight uh, it is a baseball-heavy night of sports on TV. Have you all watched any of the Little League World Series? I flip, mm. I've stopped on it on the guide, but not long enough to see what's actually going on. I'll stop I've, on I've, I've, I've Not a second. Either. I haven't either. Which is not going to stop me from making us pick this game. 7 o'clock tonight, yeah. the West versus the Great Lakes. California versus New Albany, Ohio. Who wins this bad boy? Patrick Ryan, your pick first. California. New Albany's in Indiana. No, there's a different one that's actually way better at Little League Baseball. Their powerhouse. Trevor, who you got? Shots fired, New Albany. Uh, yeah. We're Jeff. Going We're Jeff. Cal- We're Jeff. <laughs> I'm going Cali as well. I'm too. El Segundo, California. Gets it done tonight. The Reds are off. we got Louisville Bats baseball coming your way. 7.38, first pitch. 7.08, the coverage will start. Keep it locked right here. More action on 14.50, the Big X. We're back at the Kentucky State Fair tomorrow. Have a fantastic Thursday night. We'll see you guys here at 3 on Friday. Go Cards. Go El Segundo. Was there a theme today? I'm so in love with you, In the morning when I rise, bring a tear of joy to my eyes and tell me everything's gonna be alright. Pisces, Virgo.